Hey, it's your girl Rosa Sparks. Check out Dainty Thug every Wednesday to find out who I'm talking to, the latest in pop culture, while keeping it true and dainty. Subscribe to Dainty Thug now, exclusively on the CSPN Media Network. The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. Good evening, Rick. Would you believe it's, it's Dr. Doom? What's on your evil mind? Oh, you insulting tongue. It mocked my words well. What about this rumor that you are really hired, Mr. Stark? Bar Weeb Grunt. Wait, that's not. Hold on. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to another exciting episode of the Comic Book Chronicles. Uh, the sound effects you hear are being provided by the man, the myth, the, the legend, one agent underscore 70, who you can find at agent underscore 70 on Twitter and Instagram. What's up, everybody? And? And. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There you go. Got to gotta get the cash in. Cash in, cash out. And I am your host for tonight, Roddy Cat. You can find me at Roddy Cat on Twitter and, uh, well, because you can't find me on Instagram, but even though I don't post that much, and uh, CBE Caps on Instagram, though. You can go check that out whenever I get my behind out to posting some more stuff. You can also find me at News Nerds Need Twitter, News Nerds Need Reddit, um, and that's pretty much it for right now. Uh, you can go to find our two missing co-hosts. Well, they're not missing. They're, they're absent uh, co-hosts at uh, PCN underscore Dirt on Twitter, Pop Culture Net on Twitter, PopCultureNetwork.com, and there's various sites under that umbrella. And, of course, Tim, D-O-G-G-9-8 on Twitter. You can find him, Tim Dog 98 on Twitter, like I just said. Uh, CB Cron on Twitter. Um, uh, you can find him at um, the Click Nation on Twitter. That's D K L I Q N A T I O N, and of course the Click Nation dot com, where I'm hoping to put some stuff up there fairly soon ish, something like that. And of course, comic book resources where he's over there writing his face off. Go check him out. You can find this podcast on Google Play and where did that voice come from? Google Play and uh, Apple iTunes, aka Apple Podcasts, of course, Spotify, and the Coastal of the Podcast Network's SoundCloud page. And with that, folks, uh, we are going to get into some books for the week. Starting off with the, the biggest book of the week, some would say. Mm-hmm. Uh, um. Marvel has a nice little uh, line-wide, some would say, epic um, <laughs> event starting that is called War of the Realms number one. Absolutely, this is the uh, this is what a lot of uh, books have been pointing towards and teasing, and a lot of momentum has been building in more than one Marvel title uh, over the last several months uh, leading into this event. And I have to tell you, it did not disappoint me. Same. 
Yeah, this was um, as I said in my notes, it kind of escalated quickly. But then again, you know, the the one thing we know about Jason Aaron, Jason Aaron, and his writing, yeah, he will get to some action pretty quick. <laughs> it's true. You know, without too much, like he's not like brissing, just like hey, it's all action all the time. But you know, he will mm-hmm. he will make some humor. He'll throw some, you know, throw some stuff in there and, and a little bit of a little bit of um dialogue in there. But he will just jump into some action when when it's called for. Right. Yeah, so. I mean, we open with you know some strategic moves by Malekith and uh, his uh, and his evil, you know, and his and his team bad guy. Um, yeah, I felt like that was a kind of a. I almost felt that was a Game of Thrones type type, and maybe it's just that that's just culturally, uh, uh, you know, around. That, I haven't been watching right. that show, but it was it was a mix of to me. It was a mix of that. It was a mix of uh, Michael Corleone saying, you know, we're handling all family business right now. Yeah, it was like a multi. Right. It was a multifaceted, multi-stage plan to take out. Yeah. To take out, you know, all of the, all of his enemies, Mm -hmm. which almost, well, we don't know if we don't know how they fared in at least one case. Let's put it that way. Because we saw some, some things went down. Right. But, you know, the, we don't know if it was final or not. I suspect that's going to come up fairly soon, though. Right. We, in a sense, we sort of don't see the body, yes, uh, and we don't have finality to some of the uh, events of this book. But it's a great start. It's a great starting point. As I as I said, it does remind you of uh, you know we don't get the finality of maybe uh, Mo Green getting his 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 his. Uh, catching a bullet through the eye you know but um shout out to uh the godfather there but um uh you know while we don't get that we definitely get a lot of great scenes that have been developing over the course of you know as as i mentioned over the course of several months and in several key marvel books um i'm loving the fact that thory is (laughs) getting to play a really great he's not necessarily comedic comic you know comedic relief he's not necessarily um you know being played strictly for laughs because you know it it, it, but it's it's just a nice touch that he's that that aaron has kind of twisted and thrown in here i never thought thory was going to be around this long and play this much of a role but there he is yeah, and like we have said with you know Aaron and, and with the his um his other stuff, he likes to play with his toys any chance he gets. Sure. So and that comes up as much here as in other books that he's written this probably this week and other weeks. Um I'm like so we also there there seems to be some some would argue some MCU oh um Potential images, references in here, particularly, um, you know, where there's Thor. uh, Well, you know, where there's Thor, there's his brother. And there's definitely some art that would suggest that there is a certain version of of Thor 
that has a moment. I I I, I guess. Uh, Come on, you I can't you can't look at that page and not say does that kind of looks like him. I'm, I I I may I may know which um uh, which which version you're talking about. What's weird is that we're still dealing with a long haired Thor. Yes. Um, so maybe that help. Maybe that helps kind of mask it somewhat. But um, I got you know. It, it's funny that you mentioned the art. Uh, Dowderman's probably been uh, taking a, a small break from any other commitments to do this. Right. And you could tell that he put the time in. You know, yeah. this does not look like a rushed book. This does not. Oh no! Does there's a, not. Yeah. There's a lot going on on these pages. Yeah. And, and it does not look like he he, he skimped anywhere on this and what's funny is that we were lucky enough to get a, a review copy of the director's cut book you know it's that it's it's that extra size book it definitely costs a a, a pretty penny on the uh, on the shelf at, at your uh, local comic shop it might be worth uh, it if you are you know into the behind the scenes you know exactly because this particular uh director's cut edition is beautiful yeah there's a lot of really uh interesting and neat stuff uh that is contained within its pages um and especially like seeing inked you know process art pages as well like you see the difference between what ink what the ink pages look like and how much the colorist um, puts in and shout out to the colorist. You get to see exactly what goes into it. Uh, was yeah. it Matthew Wilson? Probably. You know, he's doing some, he's been doing bang up work on this book for ages. Yep. Matthew Wilson. Mm-hmm. And you get to see, you know, exactly what he adds to um, the drawn page. Yeah. So, like the the art was definitely part of the star, you know, outside of the written, you know, of the written word. But um, it, like the, this, it starts off hitting on a few different cylinders and mm-hmm. kind of escalates quickly. <laughs> as, right, uh, and and we 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 kind of get a natural assembling of the heroes. It's not necessarily seemingly, yeah, derived. yeah. right. You know? But at the same time, you know, it was like, hey, so just a little bit of the premise. Uh, so, well, before we get into that real quick, um, you probably, if you're going to, you don't necessarily need it, but it's probably good to have some foreknowledge of what's been going on in Thor book specifically. Sure. Because that's where a lot of the stuff is jumping off at. Mm-hmm. Because I know I read this thing with uh, without having me, and I know you're the Thor reader of the crew, and well, maybe probably Tim does too, or the one. Yeah, of I think. Videos, yeah, I was about to say. I think Tim uh, started reading it, especially once um, Jane Foster Thor came along. Right, right. And so that being said, I saw the. I think it was like page one or two or three. It was like, where the hell did Thor get all those hammers from? <laughs> that's definitely something and that's then, definitely something you need to yeah read the Thor book to understand yeah and I was like wait was that Stormbreaker what, was like, what is going on yeah 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 well you were, you know what happened to Mjolnir yes right? that yes so, I better know and then yeah right. and then he ended up with uh, Yarnborn and you know and then I know there was another hammer made for him uh, right well that. well mild spoiler alert I'll ring the bell All right, so basically, he's had a dwarf forging multiple hammers for him that aren't as sturdy as Mjolnir, hmm. just so that he has some weapons to use. Sounds familiar. So, 
Right. And he uses them to some effect in the <laughs> in the beginning of the story. Or in, oh, and at the, the end. Yeah, and at the end of the story, during that, throughout this whole thing. Um, so that was kind of a thing. And, yeah, like I said, the, starting off with the... the um, Right. The, the dark ops, sure, and the, and the meeting I'm, of the Martins, and going back to the natural progression of everybody meeting together. It was like, yeah, okay, so everybody, so there's a war coming to the ten realms. It's already about to kind of been going off in the other nine realms, and now it's on Earth. And of right. course, they picked the one place on Earth that where there's a lot of um, heroes congregating, which again, like like Age of Seventy said. Is where the natural progression, natural, <laughs> you know, progression of heroes start to roll in. Yeah. So, like, yeah, sure, okay, that's gonna happen. Like, that would be some. This is something that you would think would happen more often. <laughs> like, hey, you know, like, like I said, um, Dormammu's people, you know, invaded the Earth in Doctor Strange's book. Nobody else was around except for him. Like, come on, now how often would that have actually have happened? Then this happens, like, everybody just rolls out. Or almost everybody, but you know what I'm saying. Uh, a bunch yeah. of sources just start rolling in. I'm like, of course that's going to happen. Because, yes, they're right there where everybody is. Right. Well, as you mentioned earlier, Aaron's playing with the stories. Remember, he's also uh, yes. uh, writing Avengers. So yes. they're he brought in immediately, literally through Thor. Yes. <laughs> and, yeah. And, uh, and he wrote uh, Doctor Strange, who also shows up. Right. And and the one of my favorite lines in this is uh Spidey, Peter Parker Spidey. Yes. Um uh saying those are the Avengers and Cap is uh <laughs> Cap is sort of answering. Wait, no, that was Daredevil. No, 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 no. Cuz cuz uh yeah, cuz Peter was already there. Hold when, on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, I think that was Daredevil cuz Daredevil was talking to Black Panther. And then oh, like, that's brought, it. You're right. You're right. It is Daredevil. It yeah. is Daredevil. And you're like, that's the Avengers? No offense. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Yeah. That is great. It is Daredevil. You're right. That is so funny. Oh, that's right. Because Spidey, Spidey is the first one on the scene. Right. Because what you what what all the, the, the listeners have to understand and the viewers at home have to understand is that uh, the Asgardians have fallen upon very hard times and have taken refuge in the Bronx. So... <laughs> And not Brooklyn, surprisingly. Right. But yeah, yeah, taking <laughs> refuge in the Bronx. So um, it's it's uh, you know it, it, it all sorts of mayhem uh, stems from that particular um, uh, story point. That mm. uh, you know, there's a, an assemblage of uh, of Asgardians who are unfortunately targets. Yes, one being the All Mother Freya, who surprisingly sure. enough, why didn't they all go to Queens? Did oh I- yeah, right. <laughs> no idea no idea i, I but, imagine uh, a, a coming to america like like where should we go queens sure but uh, yeah no you're right i i, I what it, you know what's funny what threw me was that i what i remembered is that the arm that uh that that references the character who's asking those are the avengers yes. is red and that's right. what I remembered. And I didn't look at the previous panel. I had to. I literally just had to scroll up to the previous panel, right? And see that it's Daredevil. So, but it's great that Aaron has Cap say, "Yeah, you know, we're here," and, and he says, "And mild spoiler alert," he says, "The dog is new." Yeah. Oh yeah. God, like I that was is cracking up. Like that's a that was a MCU type moment there. 
Yeah. <laughs> He's like, wait, is this Avengers? Like, yeah, we're all, you know, whatever, whatever. Oh, yeah, the dog is new. Because <laughs> Thor was like, I'm going to eat up all the elves or whatever. <laughs> yeah, and Blade is just like, I'm as surprised as you. For surprised as you are. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's. I was about to say that I, I felt like that was Roddy Cat uh, being all meta in that one. Right there. It's like, I'm as surprised as you are that I'm still here. <laughs> Yeah, you know, they didn't get rid of me just because the vampire story is over, right? I was like, you know what? I was like, all right, that that was well played, well played. It's <laughs> so, but yeah, but and once again, shows that like I said, Aaron likes to play with his toys. He's you know he's so, and granted, we don't necessarily know. Well, I guess we have a pretty good idea of well, around the time where this is, you know, because especially where Avengers is at this point. So it kind of, not that it matters that much, mm-hmm. but, you know, whether that still is going to hold up in a couple of issues later from, and, you know, in an issue later or two from uh, Avengers, which we I think we kind of know as much, you know, is, is, mm-hmm. is the thing. But yeah, like I said, War of the Realms kind of kicked off pretty, pretty nicely. There was some... Okay, so again, going back to the kind of the, an MCU type uh, reference type thing, something happens to a character, and which made me think, like, is this character really <laughs> has has this character actually really been dealt with, or mm-hmm. like, is, is it that One kind of, of a thing? What, it's 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 tough to spoil it, but even even the remark I'm about to make kind of spoils it. Hmm. It's the first of many we've seen in a long time, right? And not only, the, and then what messed up part about it was like because I read the the the, the page after that, I was like nobody really reacted all that strongly about it, <laughs> outside of the mm-hmm. fact that like oh this happened, huh? Fre- Freya Freya did. Well, uh, yeah, but 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 everybody else said you would think there would have been like a poem out of. <gasps> But no, it's just like yeah, yeah, this happened. Ghost, oh, Ghost Rider did well. Yeah, like, that's yeah, that, uh, was, what's like, funny that. is that Freya did. Ghost Rider acts like the new kid that he is, mm-hmm. and I think that's what you're getting at. And everyone else is just like, okay, let's like, move, like, get yeah, into this, fighting positions, right? Yeah. Like, hey, this happened. We got to you know get the sparking. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, was it this? Um, oh, oh, and. A nice, beautiful um, cap moment, which you'll probably see in on CB Caps uh, in the coming day or two. By Cap, uh, a, a line Cap says, it "Was like, uh, you want to get these hands? <laughs> you gonna get them or something like that?" I was like, "Yeah, Cap, get them, <laughs> get them the hands." <laughs> I'm like that's that's something that sounds like very uncap like, but at the same time, like okay, you know, that's a modern cap. Exactly, <laughs> that is Cap's uh, vocabulary updating with the times. Because yeah. that's not even something I would say, right? You know, so I was like, oh, okay, yeah, Cap's all about catching hands. I'm like, yes, yes, yeah. That's- you know, that is definitely something that, like, you know. Cap has been watching too many TV shows or movies or something. You know, constantly trying to catch up on. Yeah, Yeah. constantly trying to keep up with today's culture. You know, you know. So all the guys in his barbershop quartet are dead. Remember? (laughs) So he's (laughs) he's trying to he's trying to 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 whittle down that list. Yeah, exactly, exactly, (laughs) exactly. Oh my gosh! But um, but yeah. Needless to say, War of the Realm number one kicks off pretty nicely. What? It's a lot of fun. Potential click of the week for me. Huge, same here. 
huge delivery on on uh you know it's funny like what we've had a problem with a lot of you know we've had a similar problem with a lot of the marvel events is that or if they start out strong they don't yeah. necessarily stick the landing actually uh-huh. events in general and as of late because you think about heroes in crisis we've had some issues with that and that one started out pretty nicely right so, but, but that's generally you're right. That's generally how. That's generally uh, that. That's been our experience over yes. the last several events, and I'm hoping that this is different. I hope that the land that 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 Aaron follows through and sticks the landing on this because this is a great opening uh, salvo for this story. Indeed. You know, for the story. Well, we do know of, and I'm hoping this this still plays out. But we do know that you know him working on, with the exception of one that we mentioned pre- you know, before the show started. Even in that one, that you know whatever, when he works on events, he usually there's usually some good stuff comes out of it. Like mm-hmm. let's you know seek a war. <laughs> right, right, right. And what's what's great is you know what we've had some. I don't know if you had a chance to. Uh, talk well i mean we talked about it last week you know we know what's coming out of the x books in the wake of um age of x-men um it's it's going to be interesting to see where the marvel universe finds itself uh in the wake of war of the realms right you know given all of the things that are supposed to happen um in you know in all of the crossover books right which is pretty much everything Marvel's putting out for the next few months seems like pretty much, pretty much. I mean, this is one of those things where you realize that there's only X number of heroes on the Marvel earth. And when you assemble visible ones, right? Well, when you assemble armies worth of bad guys, Mm-hmm. Even 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 the group of, and and this is true in the MCU as well. You can overwhelm, you know, what seems like a, a ton of heroes with just sheer numbers, yes. and that's that's essentially what we're getting here. And these aren't just um, what are the what are those uh, uh, war dog type characters in um, Infinity War again? I forget what they were. Oh, Chitari. Uh, Oh, well, yeah, the, the, oh, and the Infinity Chitar- War, Infinity War. Um, yeah, Infinity War. Yeah, the Chitauri is a good call, though. That's a similar thing, too, from the first Avengers. Right. Um, you know what I'm talking about? The um, the the alt-riders, black off-riders, something like that? Oh, 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 oh yeah. Um, off-riders sounds for me. But I know what you're talking about, but I can't. Right, 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 right. But, yeah, those 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 kind of, like, semi-mindless right, drones the, the, that they can um, send in waves. Right, right, right. Was it the outriders? That sounds right. So yeah, the, the, the Black Order was commanded. That's gonna bother me until I Google it. But anyway, my point. But but my point still stands in that. Um, uh, what you want to call it? Um, you can overwhelm even the mightiest group of heroes with just sheer numbers. Mm-hmm. So you know, it's just really it's outriders. It okay. is outriders. Yeah, it is outriders. So. Um, you know what we saw in Infinity War plays just as well on the comic page here, which again you know, goes back to what I said earlier. Same, right? It's been the same thing. You know the, the 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 last time. And what's funny is that if you if you get the 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 um, director's cut, you see some of the books that Aaron is referencing. Yes, and. 
Uh, some of them are uh, some of them are from the Simonson run, like directly from some some of the panels are directly from uh, the story arc of the invasion of Earth by um, Surtur's demons. That was the that was the arc in um, that was the arc in, uh, in 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 Simonson's run. This takes it up, you know, another you know eight notches because you've got uh, uh, armies from several of the other uh, 10 realms right. invading as well. And that's where, that's why this is even, you know, crazier than that previous uh, story was. Exactly. Um, and now that I believe we have exhausted that one out, we will be talking about, wait, is this, this is not weekly. I do not think so. Uh, let's see. Pre-order. Wait, that's issue two. Yeah, what you're gonna get are some of the crossover books uh, in a bi-weekly. Week. So, yeah, you're gonna get some of the crossover books in a in, in a week. Yes, and uh, there's gonna be a lot of you know stuff going on in the pages of Thor, and and as as you mentioned, in the pages of a lot of the other books too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a, a handy dandy uh, checklist at the back. Yes. Which covers oh. a lot of books that only cover Act One, Act One, the World at War. Right, and there's also which I never, I didn't read it, and I totally remember, dude, totally forgot. Um, there was a War of the Realms. We talked about it. There was a War of the Realms um, book that came out a week or two ago. Uh, you can still find it. It's out there. It's free that they were giving away. So you can go to your local comic shop or you can go to uh, Comicsology. I'm right. trying to find it here, wherever it is. But regardless, it's out there. I know I, um, I, I know I did. Um, that it looks like a magazine. It. Yes, it oh, looks like a magazine. I happened to come across one. I walked into a comic shop that's uh, a different comic shop, and they handed me one. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's uh, yeah, it's a it's a, um, a Marvel Universe magazine that that teases a lot of the stuff that's happening in War of the Realms. It's 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 pretty informative for those who are not in the know and um gotta tell you it's uh there's some interesting stuff coming and they're using this as a launch uh, as a launch point for uh some interesting characters specifically um uh international characters hmm okay it's like you know like uh, i think they're the ones from the video games like Swordmaster and arrow right and and uh, the, 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 they're launching that new Filipina character in New Agents of Atlas. So, right, and actually, there's another book that where another uh, character comes up, uh, but we'll probably mention. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so that being that, and I'll I'll try to put that book in the show notes, even though I think we it's been uh, we we've, we've talked about it before. But let us move on to our next book. Which is the other um, Marvel comic event? Uh, that's continuing. That's yeah. That's actually yeah. Heading home, heading to the finish line, <clears throat> uh, and that is Avengers: No Road Home number eight. And the 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 main thing you can say about this one is that this um, this event has been going fairly rapidly. It's been coming out every outside of the fact that it's been coming out every week, right? Um. And the you know the way it's being written kind of shows that, and that's not a bad thing because it's like 
you know, it's like, you know what? This is going to happen next week. They don't have to really pad it out to where it's like, hey, this is going to be a month. So we want to got to put a whole lot in and, you know, make sure that right. people remember it. What I was going to say is you could tell that this, the, with the, the events of the story are taking place within the span of less than a week. Yes. You know, th- this is definitely like rapid fire storytelling. Yes. So, and if you're doing a weekly thing, you know, like I say, you can, you can be afforded that. Exactly. It definitely, you, you're, de- you're definitely blending into the pace of the release as well. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and I think that's what Roddy Cat was getting at. Um, you know, in the story proper, we have, um, you know, it's funny that we, we've returned to a planet that if you have been reading, if you were reading the All Red um, and Slot Silver Surfer, yes. we'll, we'll, we'll look, we'll, we'll be familiar. And it seems like that the 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 aspects of this planet are going to come into play um, yeah and and as, as mentioned in the uh the afterward exactly and, the tease. and i was wondering like what they picked this particular planet and it sounded for me and i couldn't put my finger as to why because right. like this right. seems a weird place to to put this and then oh right there there it is same yeah. same same so it's it's cool that you know uh as 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 you mentioned before about Aaron kind of using his toys, it's kind of cool that the group of Marvel writers, it's a group of writers, this yes. Wade and Zub and, um, Aaron. I forget who else. Oh, um, uh, Al Ewing. Wade's oh, obviously Al Ewing yeah. because of Mortal Hulk stuff, you know, Wade, Zub, Al Ewing and, um, oh no, it's just the three of them. Right. Those three definitely have their fingers into all of Marvel continuity. Right. And, you know, they're like, oh, this will be a great thing to incorporate. And it's cool. No, no, no need to unnecessarily create something out of whole cloth. We can actually use this and weave it into the story. Right. You know, something that's relatively uh, a relatively new creation from the mind of slot in all red. Minds of slot in all red. Right, right, right. Which I feel like there's I feel like there's been a lot of references lately in, in books you know, specifically on the Marvel side to other things like like the, like we just saw in um like like we just saw in this and in War of the Realms, mm-hmm. well not War of the Realms but that's a, that's a slightly different thing but this specifically this week and well you can probably argue to, about the next book we'll talk about but we'll get there when we get there that's, right. that's kind of come up there's just like just kind of keeping everything kind of jailed it's like hey this you know this was a thing you know. That gets referenced in this other thing that's just happened, or you know, happened fairly recently, or you know, at the like. So it's cool. I'm I like this issue because, um, well, we got to get get a couple of different perspectives, and I thought something was going to happen to a character because of it, but that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Like we do know there's possibly going to be a, a but a a death possibly but i think that one might be known issue if you've been reading what's been going on in that book but we don't know if that's the case or not um but one reason why i kind of like this issue was that like there's a part this is a part of hawkeye that i that made me a fan of him like a long time ago sure it's like yes he's over here with the hulk and rocket raccoon on his one planet and yeah the he and the hulk had you know some obvious issues to to work out or whatever the case may be mm-hmm. and then they found themselves up against nicks and 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 the hulk's like yeah y'all go ahead and god i got this and, and hawkeye's like i have never run away from a fight before 
grab me, <laughs> no, make me a bowl. Let's do this. And and that's and it was like you know that's the that's the Hawkeye that I that I know and love because it's like yeah you know you know from from back in the day the young scrappy is like I got something to prove like I'm in this fight you know with with the rest of these folks and I'm gonna do whatever I can. Right, because this is definitely not one of those times when he's going to be like the default leader. Right, you know, like this is not like a West Coast Avengers type thing. No. I understand that he's sort of like uh, like one of the leaders or co-leaders of that group. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, he's kind of a so, field leader. Right, but yeah. Um, so there was that, and then of course you had the what the, the the thing with the Hulk, which I guess, um, to some effect. If you've read this, especially this week's Immortal Hulk, kind of ends up happening to him mm-hmm. uh, on a couple of occasions. It's like, well, he thought he had the upper hand, and then something just kind of happens. His weakness gets uh, gets exploited. Exactly, he falls into a trap. <clears throat> yes. So that's that's uh, that's that. I the one thing I kind of wonder is like, okay, we got Rocket Raccoon. He, we know he can make weapons, and he did apparently make some arrowheads or something for Hawkeye and I was like okay he's gonna sit here and hopefully he'll sit here and make a bow like a a, a nice uh, high tech bow or something with granted you know with whatever's lying around that, that guy's leg or something like nah he just made a couple yeah. <laughs> and yeah, he basically strung it from a bun- from, from like a good piece of wood yeah this was like yeah yeah Clint grew to grab a couple of pieces of wood was like yeah make me a bow I'm like wait you know how to do this yourself why <laughs> but uh, sure okay and I was like, how much do you know about Rocket to know that he could even do that? Enough, apparently. Apparently. So that was that was a, a slight question, but outside of that, I was like, okay, and it was like and then of course they get together and you know and do their mm-hmm. moment thing and Hulk Hulk has a um has a Hulk moment where it's like actually <laughs> like, huh, all right, manned up. So <laughs> Yeah, so like you said, we're getting into the home stretch, and this is shaping up to be a, a good ending. I like Hopefully. that. Uh, I like that. Uh, you know, it's. It, I've never been a fan of the game, the game master, the games master stories. Hmm. Just never, you know. It's okay. kind of annoying that, like my, you know, like the 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 one crossover I was dying to see. A lot of people were dying to see the JLA Avengers right. that Pick and Perez did. It was mostly like a game master thing. And, you know, like, I understand, you know, it has its place in the storytelling, you know, as a storytelling uh, trope. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, it's kind of cool that, you know, this particular group of Avengers, like this kind of ragtag, but still a pretty formidable assembly of Avengers, you know, basically has to go up one of the Greek gods run amok. Right. You know, that's, you know, we're not talking about a demigod like Hercules. We're talking about like one of the, the, the major, major members of the Pantheon. Right, and um, and come out none like no one you know come out not the worst for world given what happened. Well, there's still two issues left. Well, there is that too, but like the end, we, we do know there's a potential something that's going to happen. Exactly. If the especially if the um, if the 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 letters page or the 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 page after story is indication with the 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 um with the cover. Mm-hmm. Which sometimes that's not in the case, but as said, like I said, if you read the story, you kind of know there's it's kind of sort of leading up to that, or it could be potentially leading up to that. So, 
and what is two issues left? Because I think there is ten issues, right? Yeah, yes. ten issues of this. So next issue is going to be to start turning the corner and, and getting to where it's the end of it, and you know, we'll see how it plays out. Yep. All right. Um, next book, I guess we said we were going to roll into Champions number four. Yeah, because we have some feelings about this book. We do, yes. Now, both of us on uh, generally have loved Champions. Sure, and it's m- numerous uh, iterations. Right. Um, well, yeah, I guess you can. Wait, are you actually talking about the old, um, the, the original Champions. Well, talking about this, this at, at the very least, in this version. Okay, because I was about to say, it was like, <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, at the very least, what I'm referring to is this new uh, Teen Titan style. Sure. Champions. Okay, I, I wanted to make to make that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, you know, we we're not throwing we're not throwing a ton of shade at the San Francisco champions of old. No, 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 no. But yes, but definitely this iteration with these with this group, uh with this group. That, so that being said, and that being said, um this issue was basically bringing to a head of something that we knew was coming. In fact, last issue's um cover uh kind of alluded to what should have happened what you would think would have happened in this issue and that's where we start having questions mm-hmm. i'm fairly certain we're on the same page with that part yeah i'm gonna ring the spoiler bell because you definitely have to be caught up on champions to kind of get at what we're going to be critiquing in yes. the next few minutes so spoiler alert All right, so um, from the start of this book, in fact, uh, so this volume, I should say, uh, so Miles Morales Spidey made it, and 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 Amadeus Cho made a deal with, well, specifically Miles, but whatever, Amadeus was there, made a deal with uh, Mephisto to save a couple of teammates who had died during a mission. Mm-hmm. So basically, it was a brand new day. And that is... As still apparent in this as because and that is the other part of the questions that we have because again Mephisto is a part of this, um, whose designs become clear at the end of this issue and I'm sitting here like surely you don't have anything better to do than to be this petty and you know with spider folk. Yeah. Oh, I heard an echo. Um. Oh, on your enemy. I just heard my voice come. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know. I don't hear it. Um, so that's one thing we have. Because, like, you surely you don't have anything better to do than the, than the like, and some way around, like, okay, your motivation was like, sure, that makes some kind of sense. But come on, you, you have little grander designs than this. And to be messing with, again, spider folks, like, you, who he even mentions, is like, yeah, I just like messing with the, the, I have a particular thing with the spider folks. Right. So, I wanted to just touch on what happens in the book, and then I'm going to circle back to that because yes. um, it sort of fits in. Um, we're we're at a point in the story where it, le- it looks like they're possibly recruiting another member by accident. Oh, I hope so. I'm right? able to see that. So what, what I'm referring to an X-Men, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dust. Yes. And 
you know, the, 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 the group is responding to, uh, to, to a situation and dust happens to be involved. And that um, would involve the, the, I'm sorry. It involves the disappearance of the X-Men. Well, there's that. And I was about to say, and also coincidentally involves, uh, the potential losing for a minute of another team member. Right, right, right. And I was getting to that. Yeah. Well, what we have is a development with regards to Sam Alexander and his, uh, you know, and the whole like kind of issue of him being uh, uh, an unpowered pilot. You know, he's all of a sudden like, you know, John Jameson pilot for Captain America <laughs> running around, you know, minus, minus the man wolf. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah. So, and that's again. Yeah. Since we're talking about to that, that's another thing that I would get, get, get questions about. Because okay, so, so during the course of the other thing that happened with Mephisto and the, the deal and bringing you know the couple of teammates back to life and you know Miles and Miles and Amadeus is kind of living living with the choice more Miles than Amadeus because you know he was the one who actually made that decision. Exactly. Um. So that whole thing was going on, and then we had this other side story from last issue where an old enemy of Sam's comes back to just happens to find him, comes back and attack him, thinking that he still had his Nova powers. And this is where I had the issue. Like, okay, the you know they they finally take this person down, and then. They just like, hey, you know, I don't have my powers and well and she's like in almost Dragon Ball Z type fashion. She's like, wait, I want to fight you in full power. We can't we can't have this. I don't want to take your life while, you know, while you're unpowered and weak and this and that and the other. So what we're gonna do, we're gonna go and find get you a go steal your helmet. You know, oh I'm gonna God. take you and go steal your helmet, and then we're gonna have a fight out for real. And oh my god. And Sam's like, okay. <laughs> so I'm gonna go off with her, and I'm gonna go find my helmet, and you know, but I'll be back. And she's like, and it's like, you won't be back. He's like, I'll be back. <laughs> so, but I'm seeing like, why are you even do this? But then, but at the same time, it's like, well, then you have to think of it. It's like, okay, well, this gets him out of the way for what's coming up next month, which is going back to War of the Realms. Blah. Mm-hmm. So there is that. Whether he comes back for or during the course of World Around, we'll we'll see. We don't know, or whether and or whether he'll be powered, and mm-hmm. will they they will reference this this rematch or whatever they make. We don't know. But so that was the one. Like, like would that even be a thing that you would do? Like, I know you want your powers back, but I'm like, this is person is trying to kill you when you get your powers. It was just a weird, you know. I mean, right. it's one of those. But what's funny is that if it weren't for um, sort of the side story, right? Or or, or the two concurrent storylines go, going along, you would think that um, uh, because of because of the because of what's going on with uh, Ms. Marvel and um, Spidey in this one, mm-hmm. they're not they're not able to kind of gather the troops to go after them. And I, I would presume that's going to happen in the next issue anyway. Well, the well, I guess because there looks like actually, well, the, the next issue is going to be War of the Realms. Exactly, so. that's what I'm saying. So that's I don't know if that's how they're going to work that. Well, presumably, given what happened in the book, Miss Marvel is going to be because we, the, what is what seems to be is like 
you know, Sam's out in space, so he's good. It looks like Spidey may be out the picture for a minute, mm-hmm. which makes sense because he's going to be in another um, miniseries of World of Realms. Anyway, that's not saying that he couldn't still be in this, but because right. of the rift that happens, you know, which going, let's get into that part. So, um, so Miles finally tells Kamala you know, about the deal and and what happened and that she was one of the ones that died and her and her and Viv was was the ones that died. Um mm-hmm. which oddly enough kind of to think about it, I feel like there's a no road road home because if you think about a a, a page of that, but regardless that's that's a whole nother situation. Okay, so Miles tells Kamala and she reacts in the way that's one kind of on brand but still doesn't make any kind of sense for this story. Mm. Because she was like, it's my fault. And this and that. I was like, okay, yeah, that has been her in this book. But at the same time, I was like, wait. So you're more concerned about that than the fact that how in the world could you make this decision? You know, you know. How would you worry? Could you just blatantly just make this decision? You know, when the outcome of it, regardless of what happened. That, this is me thinking that now, not. Yeah, right. It's, but, yeah, I was about to say, that's like the alternative Sto- uh, uh, thought process you know, which like, would have been the one right and what seemed like the, was the would be the one and I'm just basing this on the last cover because the part of the cover was her kind of you know being really upset about the choice but about the choice whereas she's upset not about the choice but you know putting it on herself as the team lead I'm just like okay again on brand but still like no this is how how is that a direction you have to have for this? Which leads to you know um, uh, Miles leaving the team because he says he can't face her and face you know mm-hmm. face the team because of the, the yada yada yada. But I'm saying like that should not have been the takeaway from the choice. Like yeah okay have that moment some at some point uh, later on, but just like no, I, that's weird. But it is what it was, and that's where I had the, the questions about this issue. Well, I mean, I think the big questions about this issue at the very, at the, you know, come up at the very end. And well, it's that, funny again, because, and that goes back yeah. to what I said originally. Right. Yeah, yeah. Getting back to what we started off with, because we didn't want to give the entire comic short, you know, short shrift. Right. Uh, there definitely is some good stuff in here, but it's towards the end of the book where you're kind of left scratching your head and saying, "Huh." Yes, again, uh, uh, going back to the fact that Mephisto, you know, this is, this is Mephisto talking to his son, who was apparently, I don't know when that happened. Um, Blackheart? That's a oh, wait, that happened in, no, 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 I know who he is, and he's shown up fairly recently, but the fact that Mephisto has him locked up, I'm assuming that happened in I Champions. think that's like an on and off thing. <laughs> well, yeah, they have, their, they have the thing, but the fact that, yeah. but the fact that Mephisto is kind of holding him at bay. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that happened. I feel like we saw that happen in a book, and I don't remember where. That might have been in Champions, but I'm not sure. Examination, maybe? No, because oh, did, okay. wait, did the Blackheart show up in Damnation? I don't remember. I don't remember. I'm gonna have so, to reread Damnation. I don't remember much. Of yeah, it, so. regardless, it, it might have been something that happened. It, it, at this point, it doesn't matter. But so, and Mephisto is basically, you know, hey, so you know, this is basically why I'm doing this. And it's, as I said before, pretty petty. 
like, yeah, I don't, you know, it's like, yeah, I got, you know, this thing with the, again, going back to Brand New Day, I was like, I got this thing with the spider people, I'm like, I'm messing with them, and at this point, I was like, yeah, instead of me getting them while, you know, when he's an adult and could definitely buck the fact that the, the that he made this wish, you know, he'd get him while he's young and get him, you know, before he gets to that point and, you know, have, you know, go from there. And then I got him. And I'm sitting here like, that's still like you have you could possibly have better thing to do than to just screw with these one or two people. And, this, you know, for the pettiest of reasons. It's wild. It's, and you know what's funny? Um you know, I, I guess it's it's you know it's my fixation on this group of heroes being the the Teen Titans of the Marvel Universe. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I see you know there are not exact parallels to the Wolfman Perez run, correct? But I'm like, but no, but just in my mind, I'm like, oh, this is their Trigon or Trigon. You know, this is their Trigon, like you know the the big devil mon, you know the big devil villain. In I mean, there. it's definitely the devil. Yeah, the devil character. You know? Yes, but I'm not it's, sure if I no, would even go that far. I think it's just no. I, I think it's just the red <laughs> that's yeah. messing with, you know, that's messing with the, uh, you know, with the the, the the perception that I have. So. Sure, and I suspect, and unlike Trigon, who has been a constant, you know, pain in the side of the Teen Titans, I don't think Mephisto's got. This is probably gonna that that probably won't happen. Right, unless um, they start recruiting. Um, uh, 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 a teenage, um, let's say, well, but they recruited Blackheart or something, yeah, exactly. Imagine if Blackheart becomes a member. Oh boy, oh, now we're, uh, I feel like they fought, so I don't know if that's what actually, but that, that doesn't mean anything. But yeah, that would be crazy, <laughs> that would be freaking funny. Um, anyway. but yeah, so yeah, listen, generally, we we enjoy champions, and and you know, the the, the book has been pretty pretty good at and a lot of times this one is probably the one we've had actually the most issue with in ever (laughs) and ultimately right and ultimately you know because before this relaunch you know uh, the book was basically like you know let's let's create all these teen heroes um, out of you know various corners of the Marvel Universe and let's see if we can get you know, some of them to stick after we throw them all against the wall. So, right. um, uh, so that we don't have to necessarily rely on, you know, these core characters all the time. Um, and that's, a, you know, that, that's, that, that's, you know, you, you applaud that. Mm-hmm. That, 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 that's commendable. But, you know, in this particular story uh, that, you know, that was, you know, relaunched only a few months ago, we're only on issue number four in this current volume. Mm-hmm. Uh you know, it's you know, it, yeah. This particular volume is taking on a couple of different strange turns. Yeah, and I do know that um, I, it has been said um, that you know Zeb wanted to do that trope about hey, you want to break the team down to build them back up type situation, and it's, this is his way of doing that. So we know that this is what this is doing, but it's still the way it's being handled is still kind of weird. Not saying it's just bad water because he started start up pretty good with it. Um, you know that that D and D thing that that start off with. So just like I said, I'm not saying he's a bad writer. It's just like no, this was just a weird issue. It's probably going to go. Yeah, somewhere. it's a it's a it's a strange direction to take the team in. So we'll yeah. see how it plays out over the next several issues. Indeed, which 
is going to get interrupted uh, by War of the Realm. So I don't think even I don't think that's going to I assume I, that's not going to come back up like that. Well, what it is, is there <laughs> and, and, and mild spoilers, but anyone who reads this book or has seen any of the solicitation news right. uh, knows that they're actually going to weave in another story point. Yes. In the in the uh, the the War of the Realms uh, crossover by bringing back Cyclops in his now adult form, who remembers everything thanks mm-hmm. to what happened in the pages of uh, X Men. So um, it's a uh, it's it's definitely uh, weaving in another aspect of uh, the recent champions' history. Yeah. So, but whether again, whether any of the other stuff gets touched in while they're doing that, it remains exactly. to be seen at this point. Mm-hmm. Exactly. We yeah we we we're, we're uh, sidetracked somewhat. Yes. So, which happens when events cross over into books you're reading that may or may or may not or should have anything to do with the event. You know. Um, I think just to round this back on, on home to champions. I think the I mean to to end this off. The only other is the. It's a little small thing I had uh, in kind of a problem with or something that kind of seemed strange to me. It was like, how is Falcon, Falcon uh, the the Joachim version, uh, carrying Brawn? Because you would think he would be like, yeah, I mean, he, you know, it's like, wow, Falcon's that strong? <laughs> Just to be carrying him like that was, you know, with very little effort. But uh, maybe well, he's not, supposed I don't to be. He, I was about to say he's supposed to be like a, a, a mutant or mutated type character. Yes. So he must have gotten some sort of enhanced strength with that. I mean, he did, but at the same time, well, yeah. And, and I was, yeah. as a matter of fact, I almost put it in my nose. I was like, go Red Wing, because that's pretty much how he got his powers. That's right. So, um, but yeah, like I said, I kind of wrote it off as that, but at the same time, I was like, I don't know. Are you waiting to hear Amadeus say I had a big breakfast? <laughs> Or something like that. So shout out to Winter Soldier people. <laughs> Go out and watch the movie. Catch up on that stuff before Endgame. Yeah. Oh, we got news on that coming up in, in the news, news section going over. But uh, to get to that point, uh, let us move on to uh, another book, which I guess we did say we we're going to go to Justice League number twenty one. Um, which we both read. Uh, this is a potential click of the week for some folks, or for at least one or two folks. What book uh, are we on? Justice League. Ah, okay, Justice League. So, I uh, my notes says this, and this is me, and I, I should probably stop doing this, but um, in my notes, I have starting off Justice League Infinity War, No Road Home. <laughs> Because there seems to be, and we like it's no well, it is not an outright secret that Marvel and DC, and I'm not saying that this is the case here, but not Marvel and DC kind of tends to read from the same playbook fairly often in their events. At the same time, at the same time, lately, especially yes. Um, so there's nothing saying one way or the other that is the case, but I'm just saying that there seems to be shades from other events that we have read or are reading in this book. And it's not even an event. It's just a regular book. Although it is leading up to an event. I know we do know this, right? Snyder's building and he's been building from the beginning of this justice league run. Mm hmm. So and here we come to where that starts to become apparent because the Justice League is in 
supposedly the sixth dimension. We don't know where they actually are. It is some d- definite division. They're uh, one of Nix's children. I mean, one of... Um, oh, what is the girl, woman's name? Paranoia? Not Paranoia. Um, Perpetua? Right. One of her children, whom apparently DC fans will know as the Monitor, Anti-Monitor, and the World Builder? Right. This is from... Uh Dark Knight's Metal or Metal. Okay, yeah, which I did not read, so um, you have to forgive me for that. But, um, so one of them shows up here, and we we get the plan. We we, we get to see what they were going for uh, in this, or what they were kind of going for, which kind of had shades of injustice. Mm. Weirdly enough, the, the comic book, uh, well, the video game turned comic book, or... I guess vice versa. I can't remember which way it, it, it happened. But I think you got it. It started as a video game. Yeah. Um, but regardless, there's shades of that in that. Hey, you know. Well, and it, this is also played out in like Justice League and Justice uh, Justice League the cartoon and stuff like that. He's just like, hey, dude, imagine a world where you know the Justice League kind of took everything under control and this and that and other. Well, this is where they ended up, and it was you know peaceful and all that kind of. Stuff. But of course, there was a you know there was everything was not right in Whoville. Um, meanwhile, the Superman they thought they were talking. I was to about to say, hold on, hold that thought. It never is. Yes, basically. Now you can go on. <laughs> you are absolutely right. So, um, and then we get to the point where it's like, okay, we find out what's really going on and who's behind it, which again is, like I said, the world builder um, and who goes off and who pretty much goes explains what he wants out of, you know, the Justice League. Meanwhile, he sets, also has says a trap, which we find the Superman that they thought they were talking to is our Superman, and he's in a trap made by the world builder because the world builder is like, uh, look, you're the one that screws all this up. <laughs> so here you will stay. And we've seen this before. They literally said those words, which means I was like, wait, is this, are we talking crises? Which, yes, kind of, but not really. <laughs> so apparently this has all happened before, and which also gave me shades of Secret Wars, <laughs> right um you know because you know, and and that so but there's a really good page uh that being said page four is one i, I note that the art was really really nice on because of what and also because of what happens in that one uh, you know on that page and that's just me personally i don't know like i know tim said he he liked this this issue um but he didn't necessarily say why. But um, page four was like, dang, that's a that's a that's a page, and it's not that it's not that it's just an outstanding page. It's just just what it what happens on that page is like right. interesting. So, but that being said, to round this all out, unless you have something else to say, no, just the only thing to add to it is that there's a choice that um, is given to the Justice League, right. and they're debating whether or not to choose to act um, in judgment and or, or, or in prejudgment of certain people right. or to choose not to act. Which and goes into, which it's goes that choice. Civil war. <laughs> sort of. So, you know, at the end of the day, what you have is 
um, you know, that conundrum that that's put to the team. And, you know, once they make their choice, um, the story, the, 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 the the wheels of the story go round and round once that happens. Right. But they did, but they did end up going to a choice apparently. And whether that choice actually bared out to what we see near the end of that book, or is that another world that the world builder has built to kind of show them what would happen? Mm. Uh, We don't know that just yet. Uh, We do see a, um, a Superman ally uh, coming to the fold mm. at the end of this book, looking hardcore, I guess, for like a better word. So, That's funny. yeah. So we will see what's going on in that going forward. Like now, I have not been. I did not start up on because uh, I haven't been reading Dark Knight Metal and the whole Civil War thing. I've only been hearing glimpses about from pretty much any other um, DC book I've been reading. Right. So and so, Justice League. I kind of came on like in the in the last couple of issues. So there's some things I'm like I'm not. Which luckily you don't necessarily need because they kind of mention it a good decent. Like hey, the source wall. What you did with the source wall? The source wall. Source wall. Which oh, and another thing that happens in this. Speaking of source wall, I'm like, wait, is the source wall um, an allegory for for the fourth wall? Because they looks like they totally broke it I- including one page um the way it looks like they broke it oh yeah yeah so, when they talk about taking things out of existence or imagine yes. things out of existence yeah i'm like wow they really they like they, they, like they went almost literal with that right i mean uh yeah the source wall i think is a lot of things there i think they're playing with what it really means mm-hmm. because remember um if uh, my my new gods and and uh, and dark side mythology is, is is lacking. It might be just be from uh, from being uh, tired. But um, uh, you know, like once you get like the anti life equation, you know, you kind of, you know like that that that's like the key to seeing what's on the other side of the source world. That was the old mythology, I right. think. Mm. Forgive me for for screwing that up, ladies and gentlemen who yeah. are listening and or watching. Um, <laughs> but. Uh, you know, but the bottom line is, you know, they've been playing with what the real effects of the source wall breaking, the source wall breaking, are are, are going to be, you and and, ha- and what uh, what the ramifications have been to this point. So um, there's a lot rolling off of that. Um, you know, we're dealing with another dimension as well. You know, this is supposed to be another reality that uh, that the world forger is has created. So. Um, you know, this is his masterpiece. Who's the, which character? Was the what cartoon character said that? So, oh, this is my masterpiece. Um, it's like a painter. Sounds familiar, right? Yeah, it does sound familiar, but I am not. I'm not sure. That's a Google search for another time. But in any event, we're left with the cliffhanger. That's uh, pretty interesting. So, yes. you know, we'll see where we go from here. Uh, there's a lot to be said about this uh, story arc, which. Unfortunately, to me, feels like I'm going to understand better when I read it, um, either in a binge read or as a collected edition. You, it, ye, I, as one coming into this kind of fresh, quote unquote, um, you would do to have some knowledge of what's been going on prior to this before reading this, uh, like 
Oh yeah, this is totally, totally not new reader friendly. Yeah, like granted, you can come into this and be like, okay, this, well, that's happening. They reference things and blah blah. But yeah, you kind of, you kind of want to know. <clears throat> so, like, like it's not heavily thrown upon, but it's so entrenched in what's been going on from metal and right. on past that, that where yeah, you 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 don't want to go into this like I did. Like I I know relatively enough about what's going on from you guys mm-hmm. to where it's like okay I can go back and, and check that stuff out later because you guys kind of talked about it to, to, you know in some terms but yeah you don't want to go in this 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 blind it's, right. it's still a good read but it's like no nah, you 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 miss out you you're missing so much anyway so let us move on to I guess this is the point to where when we have. Uh, we start to break apart. Well, we do have a couple other books that we've read. Uh, let's yeah, go. We to, also want to. I was also. We also want to get to rapid fire. Soon. We definitely do. So, and we'll keep the the next couple that we have brief, and then we we'll go into rapid. So, right. Immortal Hulk number sixteen. Just to kind of sure check one out. Um, actually, what did what I expected to happen in this issue didn't happen. But we also have a couple of revelations, and apparently we have a mutation. Uh, this might be something when I read, I just read your note, and this might be something you don't necessarily remember. I that's probably true because I don't remember that happening. So, spoiler bell, I think you, I think Al Ewing is digging deep. Into the Marvel vaults on this oh, one. Oh, this is totally shows, especially from that last page. But yes, mm. All right, we're do, we're digging deep. <laughs> uh, when I say that, uh, I think what Rod is referring to is what happened to Betty after the events of the last issue. Mm-hmm. And just as a quick recap, um, the Shadow Base Commander General Fourteen. Um, or four, yeah, I guess it's four Fortean, yeah, who do this? Fortean, yeah, um, who, who, who's uh, going after Banner, um, and all of the uh, the gamma irradiated folks, and um, is employing uh, Bushwhacker to do it. Sends you know sends, sends Bushwhacker in, and Bushwhacker uh, tries to take out Betty, and what's left of Betty, is, you know, uh, in the resulting crime scene, is. Uh, I rang the spoiler bell, but I'm going to ring the da da da. <laughs> Feathers. Yes. And I take it you did not remember that Betty at one point became the harpy? Does that ring a bell? Because no. that's what, that's the gamma mutation that, um, uh, that, that is referenced because that's what they show, right? Uh, so, so sh- wait, what she read? What she read during that? During that? Um, because we know she became Red She Hulk at some point. Yeah, that's after. Yes, okay, that's after. My guess is that the harpy stuff. Um, well, yeah, the harpy stuff is the first time that uh, she's, uh, um. Gamma irradiated. Although it looks like the the harpy that we see here is mostly green on the cover of the very first appearance. 
in Incredible Hulk 168 all the way back in October of 1973. Oh, but I'm sure amazing. that in, I you know, I, I, I'm i fairly certain that in future iterations of the Harpy, um, before she became Red She-Hulk, mm-hmm. uh, there was some red splashed in there, so... Okay, so this is basically just a mixing, essentially a mixing of the two. Right. Okay. Well, ultimately, it was nice to see, you know, this, the original Gamma creature that she turns into brought back. Right. Because I think we were all thinking that if if uh, she was going to come back from the dead, it would be as a Red She-Hulk, but right. nope. And yeah, because that's what it kind of seemed like coming out of last issue but yeah apparently no it's not quite right i like that that was a nice twist yeah so and like you said yeah ewing is definitely playing into a lot of uh hulk lore fiction you know history yeah he's digging man oh man especially what we come to find out at the end of this issue so so most of this issue was being told by um uh, a character that is presumed dead that's that we all kind of know isn't that we now know isn't correct, um, and who is also a fixture. One would say the cause of well, one thought to be the cause of the uh, the the Hulk being the Hulk. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as we have known from the beginning of this this um, the the beginning of uh, the Immortal Hulk, that's not necessarily the case. But he was there at the beginning of it, and you already know who I'm talking about if you've been around for a certain amount of time. Again, he doesn't show up, but this person doesn't show up in the issue yet. Well, he doesn't show they up. Do. Let me phrase that. He doesn't show up alive. in Because ah! <laughs> uh, there's, yes. So while they're messing around with Shadow Brace, we, we see them messing with a, a body, which we can only assume that that is... The, the body of one, we'll go ahead and say it, spoiler belt's already been around, Rick mm. Jones, who died in uh, Secret Empire, who's also, yep. at one point, um, the gamma-irradiated creature called A-Bomb. That's right. Um, and knowing that every gamma-irradiated person that um, that has uh, you know been around has got some... Well... Doesn't seem to have any problems not living, mm-hmm. uh, even after death actually happens. Then, yeah, you can kind of put two and two together on that one. Which, in the course of this story, um, Bushwhacker does have his does have his day, and again, Hulk's um, weakness gets exploited again, which leads to something happening with not only him, but one uh, Doc Sampson, who gets. Right. Which well, I'm assuming they're gonna they're gonna do something with that next issue or you know that sometime soon because since he is also a gamma irradiated person, who right? Just got dealt with in a certain way in this issue. Is sure. I guess it was his turn to to to, to, to get strapped. I don't know. Yep. So, but anyway, like I said, uh, this all leads to the fact that um, you know. Another character, another, another character person. from the Hulk lore shows up. Yeah. One that it's another personality, even. E, well, yes, definitely. Uh, apparently, in non-Hulk form, this this uh, this character actually is actually come out. Well, I'm I'm curious. I am waiting to see how they explain that one. <laughs> well, weird. we yeah, can we weird. can kind of see because yeah, I think, would have 
merge, right? The personality right. would emerge without the uh, the concurrent uh, transformation. Right. But I think I, I have seen something in the letters pages that you should talking about, uh, you know, Banner being diagnosed with DID. So and that's probably going to be how they how how they explain some of that or how they, and how they have explained some of that, including the Hulk percentage that we have now. Anyway, that is Immortal Hulk number 16. This it's hey, it's oh, there was even a Batman reference. I totally forgot about that. It was like Hulk makes a reference like, oh, yeah, I know. I know. I've seen the movies. The, the bat, the bat always wins. Oh, yeah. That was funny. I was like, okay. That was definitely good. Yeah, that was well played. Nice played. Um, so, yeah, well, this is a continue on. And uh, apparently uh, Ewing's got some plans for this book going forward. According to the lowest plays, and hopefully he gets to bear that out. It's gotten past. It's, he's gotten past 12 issues. So, you know, <laughs> what I was going to say, it's kind of cool that this is a love letter to um you know the the history of the hulk mm-hmm. you know we've gotten to see a lot of different things you know and obviously we've seen the uh the, the horror aspects and that's ob- you know and, and that's obviously helped out by the art you know joe bennett continues with the creepiest renditions of the transformation that you yes. are, that you're gonna see and you know and a lot of the layouts and the in the and the and the coloring you know shout out to paul mount in this he's a old school Marvel color, you know, old school mm-hmm. comics colorist. And uh, he's doing bang up work on this, you know, creating a mood. So, you know, along with uh, Joe Bennett and, you know, this is, this is some serious, um, you know, uh, um, horror style, not necessarily horror comics, but horror style comics mm-hmm. that are a love letter to the history of the Hulk. And of course, with the touch of the old uh, 70s show, the old 70s, 70s live action TV show with yes. one character that is, you know, with the reporter character, yes, who's uh, on the story all the time. Yes, so I'm. What we're basically saying, you should read Immortal Hulk. It's pretty good. Yes, it's worth it. <laughs> um, moving right along. Let's see, is that the last one? Oh, 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 oh. One more. We got uh, similar, and I think you know where I'm going with this. Yep. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we have a, a, a new number one this week. And um, I think this is going to be an appropriate time to put this. Classic team up! Shout out to Classic Materia for, for, for that. But the book... We're and I was about, about to say, in, in, in true classic fashion, in true, true Cold Slither podcast tradition, exactly. let's do the universal greeting. Shout out to our man, our... Our former captain, our former leader, Classic Materia, Ba Weep Grana Weep Ninny Bong. Yes, you you heard me allude to it uh, earlier at the beginning of the show. Uh, and yes, that is definitely that. If you're new to this, the Classic Materia was the the, C- the CEO head head person over the CSPN network podcast network. We owe him a lot, I would dare say. Um, he has actually been on the show, actually in the early days of Combo Chronicles, he was on the show a couple of times. Yes. A few times. Uh, I was not on the show at the time, but I knew, I do know as a fan that, that he was. Um, and that was his, well, he used the Transformers Universal Greeting in his show Classic Team Up, which that's taking too long to explain that enough. Nevertheless, (laughs) um, hey, it's a piece of history, folks, and we love it. Getting into the book. Uh, that we're going to talk about now, Marvel team up number one, right? It's a relaunch of a of a, a long standing 
series that generally involved Spider-Man uh, teaming up with the hero of the month. Mm-hmm. And this one seems to be no exception, although we don't know uh, going past the first arc uh, if it's going to stay that way or if it's going to go where I thought where we we're expecting it might go and they use a new new um, a new hero, which would be interesting if they did. Sure. Um, I well anyway, so yeah, so here we go with uh, a team up with Peter Parker, Spider Man, and one Miss Marvel. Uh, and the story is done. At first, I was like, "What in the world is going on here?" Because we, because from the, the from the first page, the title page, we get uh, we get a did thing. Did you get a physical copy of this? No, I did not. I, okay. I, I well, probably I will. Up, I haven't picked up my physical copy yet either. But yeah. my understanding through the uh, is it e viewing. Yes. Right. My understanding through, I believe, Eve Ewing tweeted or Instagrammed uh, out um, something about this book where you can read it from either either end. That's true. Like if you pick it up from the from the uh, the back cover or the front cover, you can read the story. Oh, they did it like that. Right. And I think that's where the disconnect comes in, because what Roddy is referring to is how we were reading our review copies, which kind of um, don't. You know, obviously, because they're not physical, don't exactly right. lend themselves to that particular dynamic. So um, we're reading it like, why is this happening this way? But if we had physical copies in hand, we'd understand that um, this team up story is being told from two separate perspectives. Mm-hmm. And literally, you can read one perspective or the other and get the entire story by choosing which side of the book to start from. The front Except- or the back. Right, except, but if you do that, there would be some, there would be some things that would be missed out from one issue, from one part or the other. Right. Um, I mean, they don't but, want you to read just one. <laughs> well, yeah, that is absolutely true. Because, and uh, but uh, but the reason why I'm saying that is because, like, you read, especially read if you're reading digitally, like we were doing, and you get it, you know, from the side that they start off with, which is kind of good. It's, it's actually kind of fun, but it's actually kind of weird because, like, if you read it like that, it's like, well, wait, what happened where this person comes in, you know, just all out of the blue, mm-hmm. and then you keep on reading. It's like, oh, okay. You keep reading past that and then to the other side of the story. It's like, okay, that's where it's. So there's some, some things that you kind of miss, and there's some, some uh, points that were made in one part of the story or the other that you miss if you only read just one part, which obviously right. as I said, they don't want you to do. Um, and you probably wouldn't do because you'd be kind of lost. Right, and you'd be like, why am I reading half a comic I read a full price, I paid a full price for? Because so- I, I literally <laughs> said, I literally said to myself um, when I got to a certain point, I was like, wait, where's the other side of the story that they're talking, that they're alluding to? And then I kept reading, I was like, oh. Right. <laughs> But again, like Agent Seven said, you know the the benefit of a physical copy would would make that a lot more clearer. So that had right. nothing to do with the the book itself, just the digital copies. Right. So ultimately, what what we've got is, and I I, I needed Roddy Cat uh, Roddy Cat's uh, pop culture knowledge to for me to jog the old uh, file cabinet of a brain okay. uh, to remember the Freaky Friday reference. Yes. You know that's what. That's what we have. It's a Freaky Friday pairing. Yes. In this story. Told from two different sides. Right. 
Um, which is exactly also kind of amusing because if you don't really think about it at first, unless you were like, you know, me and just kind of reading into it, because you see the, the title page and it says, like, it goes through Miss Marvel's kind of Miss Marvel's backstory, but then you see Spider Man and it goes through his part of the story. Right. So it's like, wait, wait, huh? What's, what's, how? Okay, sure. That's the thing. But, if you read the other side, you get the other side of that, which is why the physical copies kind of work better for for this, for because you can see what they were kind of going with. But it, you know, it plays out if you read the whole digital thing. But you just, you know, if yeah, it's you're not like me, yeah, yes. it's not as immediately evident. That's right. that's the only difference. So, so but that being said, so what? Anything else to add? Uh, no, not much. Just that, like you said, it's a Freak Friday thing, and they it meets in the middle to where, you know, spoiler alerts. Hey, guess what? Um, uh, Spider Man and and Miss Marvel swap bodies. Mm-hmm. Now, the only other thing I would say about this is like, man, I kind of wish this was Miles and uh, um, and, no Miss Marvel. No, there's a reason. No, there's a reason why it's. Oh, Peter. I know. I know. I know. Right. right. It's because of the uh, the age. It's the freak. It's the Freaky Friday aspect of it. Yep, you know. yep, yep, yep. So, yeah, I get that. But like I said, I like I, said, I just, you know, going into this, not knowing that was the case, you mm-hmm. know, this is why I still I would have wanted it for that. But they team up all the time in Champions, or at least they did. This is kind of true, but at the same time, like, you know, or, yep. hey, if Marvel, if Marvel teamed up even being, being say, Marl's, Miles time, you know, be the one starting the book. And anyway, that doesn't matter, because that's just me thinking out loud, and it doesn't really matter. But nevertheless... So we get a nice little fun, and I think this is going to be a, the. Um, uh, I know this is going to be like at least two or three issues of this first arc. Uh, right. Hopefully, it goes past that. And right. Old school Marvel team up was often one and done. Right. But, uh, but there were times that they did do multiple story arcs, generally fewer than three issues. So right. uh, my guess is that this is going to be, uh, you know. Kind of like a Brave and the Bold, you know, like that's even how they did the Brave and the Bold when they relaunched that, sure. you know. So they did it with, uh, you know, like two or three issue stories, you know, being churned out. Right. So. And Eve Ewing is the one just doing this arc, uh, the, this story. And, and she, as far as we know, is probably not going to be going doing, you know, the whole thing going forward. Right. But. Again, like I said, we got this art right now. Just roll with it. So um, that is that. That was it. Was it was an interesting read, you know? And like I said, once you f- figure out that what it is, it's like okay, sure. And it can, realistically, though, when you start reading that, you kind of see, especially if you've seen, you know, Freaky Friday, mm-hmm. or, or or a movie like that, you kind of know where it was going. So it, it kind of telegraphs itself just a little bit in that in that respect, but you know, right? But you have to have that reference. Yes. If you don't have that reference point, then right. you know. But once you see that the jackals involved and talking about you know, uh, oh, see, I'm, I I wish kind of wish you hadn't mentioned that because that brings up something else that was kind of interesting in this one. So Peter, Peter, uh, the reason why Peter was in this in the first place is because he's you know doing this. His a friend of his who apparently went to both Miss Marvel school and been, went to ESU with him. Uh, this is came up with this revolutionary tech that maps the brain and down and basically, as he says it, you can download your brain to the cloud. You know, it, but it basically maps the brain like very quickly and you know and um, correctly. 
which is why the jackal's in it. He wants it. But it also was like, why is Peter so so surprised by this when Doc Ock kind of sort of did something similar? And not only that, but Peter's also had a deal with Joe. Okay, Doc Ock didn't exactly do this, but they kind of yeah, had exactly. I would say it's not exactly, but it's similar. But it's but it's kind of similar. That's why I was like, wait, you know that this kind of happened. Like, yeah, you happy happy for a friend. I get that part, but it's like, where's there's that. And then in the beginning of the book, he's talking about, you know what? Don't don't, don't you wish you could be a kid again? As I'm like, have a do over. I'm like, Peter, you've had a do over. <laughs> as we've as we've kind of just mentioned in, in Champions, Brand New Day was his his do over. So but anyway, that was just me in that thing. So we can. Well, that was a do. That wasn't a do over going way way back. So well, yeah, but it was a kind of a do over for you know, to, no, a certain I, I point in his life. So yeah, um, I was like, you you know what you know how that plays out. <laughs> but again, for the for the you know for the reasons of the story, it had to play out like this. So you 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 know, it, it wasn't a big thing. It was just. I think that I was noticed. All right. So that is that. And I think uh, after this, we can one go into um, rapid fire. Rapid fire. Let's spin it up, people. And two, go rapid, rapid. <laughs> All right. So let me uh, take this one. Uh, first book is Amazing Spider Man number 18.hu. My notes on this, you really do have to read it. Really? Did I actually find myself caring about the Gibbon? Yep. I was uh, legit I was legit wanting to see how they were gonna pull that off. And you know, from from your note, it sounds like they it was decent. Mm-hmm. I haven't had a chance to read it yet, so sure. So uh next up is Captain America number nine. Uh this is the next chapter of the story of uh cap behind bars at the Miramadon, which is like uh, 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 the vault on steroids. Um, it's shaping up to be a good story about perceptions and reality because it's not just about um, you know, the, the scheme isn't necessarily about ruining the world. It's definitely much more about creating uh, uh, perceptions and, and trying to alter um, reality by, 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 by changing what the uh, what people perceive, what the public perceives. So, you know, it's an interesting way for uh, uh, the story to proceed. Um, Major X number one this is another number one book this week that I know Tim Dog 98 did not like. I am not a big fan of it. It's just a bit on the silly side. It was weird. I'm not going to spoil it. Um, Listen, for those people who are going to buy books for, like, first appearances of characters and whatnot, people are going to do that. Um, you know, you never know. But uh, ultimately, it's not fun. Um, Spider-Gwen, Ghost Spider, number seven. This is such a great book. People need to read this book. It's so much fun. You know, uh, uh, Sean, uh, Sean um, what's her name? Uh uh, her name sometimes uh, slips my mind because Sean and McGuire, I think. Yeah, Sean and McGuire, I think it is right. I was about to say I don't want to uh, make her uh, Irish without really being Irish, but yeah, I think it is Sean and McGuire. But the art by Tak Miyazawa. Thank you, Tak Miyazawa, for being uh, what seems like the artist on this, you know, arc of the book. Let's hope that you can stick on this. Uh, it makes the book really fun to read. 
Um, there's a couple of, you know, there's a couple of moments that, you know, are kind of head scratching, but it's still a lot of fun. Um, definitely worth picking up. And last up for my rapid fire books is Uncanny X-Men number 15. Matt Rosenberg continues to do great work making this feel like the X-Men of the 80s and 90s. I know at Matt Wang 97 and I have talked about how this definitely feels like a throwback X-Men book where the X-Men are, 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 are uh, underdogs and, you know, fighting against a, you know, a pretty Sisyphean battle. You know, they're pushing that rock up and, you know, constantly having it fall back down. Um, it, it, one of the weird things, one you know, there's a there's a significant development with uh, Cyclops in this that's that's worth catching up on. But one of the things that I had a little bit of a bump on, you know, I, I sort of visually bumped on some of Lo, uh, Sal Roca's normally good artwork. Some of his visual storytelling was a bit off in this in this issue. I don't know if he was cheating when it came down to trying to create more splash page type stuff or more action oriented. Um, layouts but i felt like i didn't understand how we got from one panel to another a few too many times but all in all it's a good it's a good read it's definitely worth catching up on this uh if you are a fan of the x-men uh it's nice to see them you know kind of back in you know kind of back back in the new york groove in that sense so and that's it for me Alrighty, then for myself, we have, uh, oh shoot, Where in the world, what happened? Um, Bob, I have no idea, wait, you said Uncanny? Yeah, Uncanny X-Men 15, that was the last book I talked about. Okay, Young Justice number four, um, so there's... Speaking of fourth wall breaks, there seemed like there was one uh, directly off that was was, was seemingly, uh, and then some bendis happened, and uh, the the issue ended. Uh, it's, it's kind of a fun book, but you know that that was like, uh, yeah, this bendis doing something, um, but it's still cool. Like Connor gets to gets to cut loose, and there's some, we still get to find out what uh, you know what. Uh, how some things go on Jim World and Amethyst plot part in it, and you know how she came into being, you know, in this situation where she is in this book and a couple mm-hmm. of things. It's kind of fun. I enjoyed it, but again, then this happened, and it was like, ah. um, Star Wars number sixty four, latest plot to overthrow the government of Shoturan, um is going off seemingly without a hitch, but no, nah, not really. Cause that's not how it works for that crew. Because apparently, uh, some, some folks that got with them want to really upset the system and turn it into Jetta, which if you've seen rogue, uh, rogue one and, or have been reading the book, you know what happened to to Jetta. Um, and it's going to monkey up the works even more. So that's the thing that happens. Uh, Domino hot shots. Number two. So, uh, this is, um, I guess for a little bit of brief backstory, so Domino's crew is being joined by one Black Widow, White Fox, and um, Arctic Bear, I believe her, her name was, which that was a character that came out of the, the Domino book. So they're all teaming up against, uh, because they all know about this Kirby-esque uh, uh, behind thing, which was done by the creator, um, that from the the last issue, which was the first issue, 
almost I thought it was like, wait, did they put did they put Dark Side in this book? Cause you even see oh, Zeta beams. You even see like the, the the Zeta beams in there. I was like, but it was the decidedly Kirby ish. Which he also did the Celestials, and that's where this this um tech or whatever it is. It's not necessarily tech, but something that they find that somebody found and it gets absorbed into them. That looks like it's a celestial tech. So a bunch of people are after it, and Domino's crew is trying to destroy, destroy it while dealing with some inner turmoil with each other. In this issue, Deadpool comes along because he got hired to get it for seemingly Tony Stark. And then Deadpool, who's been in, in Domino's book before and friends with Domino and her crew, they have a little scrap, but then it gets, it gets dealt with, and they end up fighting... Apparently, Atomasons uh, of Tony Stark at the end of this, so we'll see what happens. Uh, but you know, with that, guess the most seems to be having some fun with it so far. Like, there's a there's a grease reference and a and a Angry Birds reference right off the you know right one behind the other. So she's having fun, and I enjoy when she does and stuff like this. Her Domino book is pretty good. You should check it out. Um, and this seems as fun as that. Ladies and gentlemen, that is it for me. Alrighty, so we are getting up to clicks of the week. Yes, and we already have one, I guess two clicks a week, because apparently you already know yours. Uh, but I, wait, I thought you said you Yeah. No, that is not my click of the week. Oh, I'm sorry, I put the wrong one. My bad. Um that was my fault. <laughs> So, but we do still have two clicks awake. But the one we have from one Tim uh, Dog ninety eight was Justice League number twenty one, right? And since you already have yours, and I might actually um, go with you on this one. Yeah, my click of the week this week is War of the Realms number one. So awesome! Um, I you know I may myself be digging in for the uh, you know uh, ponying up for the. Uh, I wish what the director's cut edition too, based off of what we've seen. So. I think I might do that just on principle because yeah, the the stuff that we saw behind the story, like the story is yeah. the one thing and it's good, but the, the everything else that's like is is with that director's cut, which is like the script and what I like you said earlier, it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. That's some good stuff. You should might want to check it out if you're if you're a fan of the process. Right. right, and and for those of you who have picked up one of these director's cut uh editions in the past like the vision ones and there have been director's cut books um you know going back for a number of years now we're talking you know we're going back a while now they've done um you know some for avengers they've done some for other books i've loved them um you're trying to figure you're you're basically trying to judge whether or not it's worth the extra cost Mm. this particular one though seems like it's worth it because it's got a lot of extras uh, thrown in there. Plus, um, I like—I kind of like seeing Aaron scripting style. It's pretty—it's—it's it's pretty, it's pretty uh, interesting. It's cool to read the process, yeah. you know, to see that process, yeah, and to see how Dowderman, you know, interprets that. Totally. So, and you know, and yeah, sometimes they'll, you know, a, a, a writer or artist will will throw some stuff on Twitter if you're up on it, and you'll see that stuff. But you know, you don't always get to that. Regardless. Um, you know, despite what I said about the, um, and I'm not making this my pick, but despite what I said about uh, the the Bendis that happened in Young Justice was kind of fun, so that is definitely a book you should check out. But I am absolutely going to go along with uh, Agent Seventy, 
and go with War of the Realms. Like, I mean, that shouldn't probably have been so surprised since we glowed about it in, in the beginning of the yeah. show. <laughs> so and that's one of those. That's one of those. No kidding, guys. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was it, it was pretty dope. So oh, I found it magazine, too, by the way, uh, that being that, because we did not get one from from dirt. So we'll mm. move on to the news. Alrighty, so our first ad read oh, of the today, night before me. we get to the news. Yeah, before we get to the news, our first ad read of the night is for Wink, the personalized wine club. Wink is a world of wine delivered right to your door. From Rose to Cabernet to Toronto, Wink has over 100 styles of wine to discover. Ever try an orange wine? Wink connects you to a world of exclusive wines tailored to your tastes and delivered directly to your door. Wink delivers four bottles of wine to you every month with free shipping. You can pick your own bottles or let Wink choose choose and match to your taste. It doesn't cost a thing to become a member, and you can skip or cancel anytime. And now the listeners of the Click Nation's Comic Book Chronicles can enjoy an exclusive discount of $20 off your first order. To place your first order with $20 off, and to help keep our show free for you, go to our network website at cspn.us forward slash wink. That's cspn.us forward slash w-i-n-c. Wink Wines through CSPN. Do it today. I should really get into that, that uh, the box I got from them. But and we're going to transition that. into... First story out for Cinematic News, Doom Patrol, uh, Flex Mentallo joining DC Universe series. So that character that I know very little about is going to show to is going to be on the show that I know very little about. (laughs) I mean, I've heard of this character because in fact, I think I did try to read that last uh, run of Doom Patrol. But again whatever so yeah um i don't know if it says if they if they got a name for whoever it is but regardless it doesn't matter he's you know he's a member of the, the doom patrol and there's a character that's going to be there next next up uh i'm gonna fold these next two together yes, please dc universe's star girl was revealed in a first look photo so in a new photo released by the streaming service courtney whitmore the actress stands in her full star girl costume um, she's got the, uh, the cosmic staff in her right hand and you can see the, uh, the, the, the beginnings or the makings of what, uh, stripe the, the, uh, whatchamacallit, the, the armored suit that is her, uh, partner stars and stripe is going to be dad or her stepdad or something, uh, stepfather turned yeah. sidekick. Yeah. It's in the background. You can see the, 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 the beginnings of what the image would be, mm-hmm. uh, but in related news, the start of the, the release of Stargirl has been pushed back to 2020, presumably to allow for more time to create the series. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, I was going to say she's got to look down. So, or at least they got to look down for her. You know, so that's cool. So, but 2020, you got time. Next up, uh, Emily Bett Records announces that she's leaving Arrow just in time for the show to be ending anyway. So, yes, Emily Bett Records, a.k.a. Felicity, you know her, you love her. Unless you, I mean, if you're me, you really like her, um, is leaving the show. She went to Instagram, I believe, and put out a little ditty 
announcing the fact that she's leaving the show to her fans. There's that. Next. Wonder Woman 1984 Cinemacon footage unleashes the cheetah and uh, Diana's full powers. So the movie itself has been delayed until 2020, but they were able to reveal footage um, for the sequel at the Cinemacon presentation that happened this week. Yep. And I haven't watched that yet, but we'll... uh, Yeah, I mean... I haven't really looked for it, so I'm uh, I, I, I'm presuming that it's out there. Someone probably surreptitiously taped it. Yeah, speaking of being out there, watch the first trailer for Joaquin Phoenix's Joker movie. Did you see that? Did you watch this? It just came I out did today. watch this. This is... Or um, yesterday, excuse me. This came out, what, yesterday? Yesterday, yeah. All right. This was some creepy stuff. Yeah. Um. This is not really any joker interpretation you've seen before um it's it's definitely going to be a a character driven piece you know it's a it's a it's hmm. i wonder if it's a vehicle for like an oscar nomination mm. depending on how the movie you know shakes out yeah don't know well it's definitely feels like if you're judging by the the trailer seem like they I dare say they're trying to make Joker a sympathetic character, and I don't see. I doubt it. Yeah, I know, but I'm just saying it just seems that way. I doubt it. It's you know what was this is this is this is the origin story you never really wanted, and and um, what I was going to say is this is also in my mind this is one of those one shot comics that is semi canon. Um, Mm. If you think about it from the comic book reader's perspective. Sure. Where this is like a passion project that one creator, you know, a set of creators does um, that doesn't necessarily impact upon it's the greater narrative. We could do it, yeah. So that's what it seems like to me. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. October fourth. I don't know if you if you're aimed to go see it. I should, I should also say that hey, tonight uh, is the night that Shazam started. And uh, obviously, since we're doing the show, <laughs> we're not there. Yes, uh, but we'll report back on that when we have seen. Yeah, we're probably gonna, you know, eventually kind of all filter out and 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 see it over the next week or two, and we'll have uh, thoughts on it more more likely than not before uh, we take a break for Endgame. Yeah, um, although I don't know I might see it before Endgame. But anyway, that's we got news on that. Oh, that's what I'm more likely before we get to Endgame. Sure. Yeah. Um, Ezra Miller reportedly done with the Flash. Uh, WB will recast a role. This is uh, still a rumor, so I should point that out right off the bat. So we've already, we kind of talked about this that um, Ezra Miller, who plays the fashion in Justice League, was uh, trying to get a script together to because there seemed to be some holdups with the Flash movie. Um, well, I guess what we come to find out is that he was doing that because he was not happy with the the treatment they were giving the Flash. And in its tone, uh, aka being a little bit lighter, I, I dare say probably in line with the Flash. I don't. I mean, it, it was Shazam. I don't know, but uh, so he went off to you know recruit uh, Grant Morrison to get a script, uh, which doesn't sound like was you know that they went with or they they that they um, went for or whatever the case may be. If this rumor is to be true. And that um, Ezra Miller might be out as a Flash, if that is the case. Okay. Well, 
that movie's in development hell so yeah. it's tough to you know know what you know to, to to say anything about it at this point right again like i said that's i'll emphasize this is rumor. yeah so yeah but you know even with that even knowing that it's a rumor there's only so much you can you know think you know kind of mm-hmm. there's only so much thought you can put into it knowing yeah. that sometimes are, where there's smoke what there is fire but yeah they are deep in development hell mm-hmm. so, so next um, up Next up, the Suicide Squad movie. Jai Courtney is returning as Captain Boomerang. So they, they're bringing uh, one of the more truer interpretations of the characters <laughs> back from the first version. Sure. Okay, great. Um, the Robot Chicken team has some fun with Shazam in a series of comedy sketches. I did not know Robot Chicken was still a thing. Guess so. So, yeah, but you can check it out in the video that is attached to that or seek it out. So, um, it's Robot Chicken being Robot Chicken. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Shazam. Yeah, next up, Mark Strong says he turned down the role of Sebastian Shaw in the X-Men First Class movie. That was the role that eventually went to Kevin Bacon and mm. connected all of these Fox X-Men people to a degree of Kevin Bacon. <laughs> nice. Yes. I and now you know Mark Strong is a name you may or may not know about. You've seen him in, in he's playing uh, in the Shazam movies, Doctor Savannah. He's been in the Kingsman movies. He's played villains and uh, other roles. You've you've seen him and known him. He's a pretty good actor. So um, I would be curious as to how he would have done Sebastian Shaw. That said, um, moving right along. Hmm. Uh, Avengers yeah. Endgame appears to be Stan Lee's final com- cameo. Now, I could have sworn that that's not true, but uh, or we have seen something that said that's not true. But according to this article, uh, it, it seemed like Endgame may possibly be Stan Lee's last cameo. Right. My understanding was that it was probably going to be Far From Home. Exactly. That's what that that was kind of like the last. Um, uh, Marvel movie that's that that's that was in post production when he was still alive. Right, I believe that was the last one we know of that he did, or that it's felt that we knew that he did. Right, so that you know this could be um, this could be right. We're not sure yet, but yeah. um, you know there, it's it, that you know, there, there's actually um, a side note to all this. It's interesting to to think about how. You know, even though we sort of know what the the release schedule is, the the future of the MCU is definitely still up in the air until we all see Endgame. Right. So we're really not sure what's coming next. Even yeah. though we have an idea because of the release schedule, um, you know, that's been put out, mm-hmm. we still don't really know what's next. So and uh, yeah, and going back to Stanley, do we feel like we, there was some stuff that had been front loaded before this, and because we kind of don't know how far it went but whether this was the one and or far from home we'll see um next up uh right uh all new all different avengers assemble and end game special look (laughs) as tickets go on sale so tickets went on sale people yes they did oh yeah i was about to say you could take the I'll, i'll i'll keep the sales story separate um and i'll just talk about the the trailer that dropped the special look uh, from Marvel Studios that 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 was published as a part of publicizing the um, 
the uh, the opportunity to buy tickets for Endgame, and it was you know we didn't see too much more, but we did see a little bit more, and it was uh, you know obviously enough to. Uh, oh wait, you watched this? Your appetite, of course. Oh, you? I thought you said you were on Blackout after the last one. Because it's not a trailer trailer. Mm. Okay. You know, so I didn't look at it. I watched it. They didn't show us too much more. Okay. Cool. But yeah, um, tickets went on sale. Eight and seven, you got yours. Yep. I got actually, mine. Yeah, actually, actually, yeah. There, there, there's a there, there, there's a funny story behind it. It's not worth telling now, but uh, I'm pretty I'm pretty much assured of a ticket somewhere. <laughs> Given what you told me about it, I got you. But yeah, <laughs> you know, I would somewhere. I'm not sure. I can't even tell you what theater I'm going to be at and what time at this point. So. <laughs> Must be nice to have those problems. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> believe me, there's people out there that are just like I couldn't get mine at the when I wanted to watch it. Blah blah blah. And I'm like, okay, yes, you know, which which and actually speaking of yeah, it goes well. Speaking of that and going into the next story, sure. Um, Fandango says Avengers Endgame broke Star Wars first day record sales in six hours. Um, And also, and that that's it. Um, So yeah, the the, when the news came out uh, early, yes. Wait, no, it was a couple days ago. Sorry, Um, when when this news came out a couple a few days ago, uh, at the time of this recording, which was the second, well. we're recording this on the fourth, um, and this news came out on the second. I don't know why this, this. I need to say that. Regardless, it sold out quick. Fandango was kind of swamped. AMC was swamped and having issues. Uh, we know people like uh, Tim Dog ninety eight who had some trouble. I don't know if he actually did get his tickets or not. I think he did. So here's the funny thing about that, and I didn't mention this in the in our back channel when he said that he was he couldn't get through the uh, Fandango. I had just finished got and I said I got mine was through Fandango and was fairly quick, even though I did see that same message. You know, the message came up and said, "Hey, you're queued up for X amount of hour or whatever," and then a minute later, <laughs> yeah. Actually, I mean, you know, what's funny about that is you know, and with, without going, you know, diving all the way into how Fandango works, especially because it's not, you know, they, they work with not just AMC theaters, like, you know, like obviously the AMC app is just for AMC theaters. And I think the Adam app is similar to um, Fandango where they go across different um, movie theater chains who, um, who supply tickets uh, and, and and offer uh, online purchasing. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, it's it's it all sort of depends. I think based on where you're looking. It actually, in fact, that is in fact true because this article also mentions that, and and I believe uh, Fandango at some point has mentioned that as you know as also because yeah, I wasn't getting that issue. I don't think you got the, the issue, Tim, who's not terribly that far away from him, but he's far enough away to where you know whatever. So yeah, it's definitely locational because and speak for what I've seen from people, you know, varying degrees of. Whether they got it or not has been in different locations, so that is definitely yeah. the case. You know, it probably depends on how many theaters you're choosing from, or which theaters you're trying to choose uh, from. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're going, if you're, you know, like uh, I've joked bef- about it before many times on the show about uh, the one true IMAX theater in New York City. That's going to be the ticket you that that that's going to be impossible to get mm-hmm. for opening night. I would imagine um, Alamo also, if you're in certain places. Right, right, right. Right. Exactly. If you want to sit and eat, but in terms of uh, 
in terms of you know especially if you can handle IMAX and 3D mm-hmm. um, that's you know that's Lincoln Square that's up by Lincoln Center here in New York City and that one's gonna be outrageous to try to get um, forget you know like if you're not able to click on it right away it's over so um, but if you're okay watching it at, at like your local theater that has like a regular 3D showing, great. You'll probably be able to get in. Or if like me, you went for the standard seat and you're in a very crappy seat. In fact, the same crappy seat that you were in for Infinity War, which I guess that's fitting. I don't know why, but <laughs> then you'll take any seat that they're given to you to keep from having to sit in the middle of people. Gotcha, um, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Anyway. Gotcha. Enough about that. That's the thing. If you got and gotten your tickets, hopefully you will. And, and if you are so inclined, yeah. but it broke. Yeah, I was about to say some people avoid. Yeah, I was about to say some people avoid middle middle. I dive into middle middle. Really? But, uh, I mean, granted, that, that is kind of the. Middle. I mean, as far as a movie going experience, that is kind of the best seat you want. Right. But you know, I yeah. Anyway, that's people, that's yeah. That's a, some people don't, especially if you know either you're too tall or not yes. tall enough. Although, if you are in in movie theaters that, and most of more of them are having more often than not, have more leg room and they have reclining seats, that's not right. as big of a problem. Right. Anymore. It all depends on the theater that you're going to. So. Yes. But anyway, that is another topic for that's another that's a topic for another right. time. Um, well, speaking of money, yep. Um, Captain Marvel officially passes the one, not million, the one. Billion mark get, in global you gotta, sales. You got to put the finger up. <laughs> yeah, that's right. One billion. Yes. So, con- congrats to Brie Larson, um, Lashana Lynch, uh, Samuel Jackson, and crew, and everybody else involved with that movie. It was good. Mm-hmm. I again, I've seen. I've known people who've seen it upwards of three times, and I've like. I don't think I've done that for one Marvel movie. Even the ones that I said I would have gone to or, over again, like uh, I saw the first Spotify. Avengers three times because multiple people asked me to take them. Sure. Again, must the be nice to have Avengers. those problems. <laughs> the first Avengers is the one I saw uh, three times in the theater because multiple people asked me to take them hmm. uh, to go see it. Um, uh, it hasn't really happened recently. I've I've been more than happy waiting for Blu-ray to do my multiple watches. You know, yeah, I, I, most, like, yeah. Some of the releases two times, right? I'm some of the releases have times. been close enough to be like I can wait. Yeah, at most it's been two times. Like I haven't had anyone ask me to take them to Captain Marvel yet, but there's still maybe a couple people that haven't seen it yet that wouldn't want me to come with them. So like like Spider Verse, I would have done it with, but like I said, it, was, it wasn't it wasn't possible. Um, in game, I, as a matter of fact, I think I said that during Infinity War because of my seat that I would go back and see it again, and uh, that didn't happen. So, yeah, it is. Hey, ended up watching it on Netflix or at home on video, yeah. so yeah. So, anyway, uh, so congrats to that. Um, oh, come on, stop. Uh, but if you wanted to, speaking of the Marvel movies, if you wanted to watch all 21 cinematic. Marvel Cinematic Universe movies, trailers, trailers in order, you can do so because uh, somebody stitched together all of them. So if you have a good, um, if you have a good, uh, what is it, 50 minutes and 45 seconds? Wow. You can, I'm going to take the next one while we're at it. But if, if you've got that length of time, you can go ahead and do that. 
or if you're, you know, if your constitution is um, is hardy enough and you can sit through a 59 hour marathon, AMC has got your back because AMC theaters announces a 59 hour Marvel movie marathon. Wow. That is all of the movies up to and including um, Endgame, which every time they have is, is always funny because every time they have the, they've been having these um, um, these marathons, it seems to grow exponentially bigger. <laughs> <laughs> it's like what well, because they got like what's well, like yeah, it's been like two years, two two movies a year for the past what ten years or something. Right. <laughs> so you know the, it, there used to be there was a time when. You know, you'd have you know movie movie marathons. You'd be there for like six or seven hours. No, we're talking multiple days, right? Like, and no, that's tribute is... to that is a testament to what Marvel Studios has been able to accomplish in eleven years. There has been, as a matter of fact, I don't know the legitimacy of this, but I saw an article, and I think we may or may not have talked about it. About somebody who was paying a thousand dollars to sit through all of the all of the films. Oh yes, yeah, I thought about I thought about it. I, I thought like, about it too because I could use that money. But, yeah, thousand bucks. <laughs> Who can't use that, right? Right. But I didn't. I didn't follow up on I'm it. Like, you. you know what I was gonna say is that's worth taking those days off. And yeah, and 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 I've seen some people who's like, "Are you crazy? I wouldn't do that." I'm like, I'm like, well, let me phrase that. Paid over two and a half days. Well, let me no. Well, let me phrase that. They said that that's not enough money to do that. And I'm saying like, you would be watching these movies anyway for free. Marathon mm. so hours. You might not be in the length of time yeah. they want you to do it, but you would be doing it for free. So, I mean, whatever. It's like unless you're, um, you know, I was about to say unless you're making uh, a pretty good uh, salary or, or, or whatnot, thousand dollars for two and a half days work is pretty hey, good. That's a thousand dollars you of can watching, have for, exactly. of watching movies. Right. You're not even using your brain to generate like billable hours. Right and. And I don't even know if there was anything else outside of just watching the movies that they wanted that, that they wanted you for, because um, it seemed like they, that would be something that they, they would ask for something extra for. But I don't know. But regardless, no, I think it's just a contest that you know you have to like write in and say why you're the person to do it. Sure. But regardless, yeah, you know, and I, I'm, I definitely just admitted that I looked deeper into this than you hey, know people, you. Talk, you know. I'm not managed at all. But moving yeah. right along, so yeah, yeah that, that is. Yeah, that is a thing yeah. you could do if you really wanted to. Um, Next up, uh, yeah, seriously. Uh, Kevin Feige talked about Miss Marvel, the Quantum Realm, Young Avengers, and the future of the Marvel Cinematic Universe in a chat with uh, the website Screen Rant, hmm. hinting at a variety of these future projects. And, um, uh, you know, he talked about the potential Young Avengers spinoff, like spinoff. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Eternals as a document of MCU history and even Miss Marvel. Um, uh, yeah, I'm not. I'm not going to get too into this stuff. There's even a mention of uh, yeah. There's even a mention of uh, a, a character in Captain Marvel that a lot of people would love to see have their be in a movie, much less have their own. Yeah. Um, doesn't take much to find out who that person is outside of Kamala Khan. Right. But anyway, yeah, that is the thing. And we'll see what's going, what we'll be going for. You know, this is all like Feige talking at this point. So mm-hmm. uh, none of this has actually come to bear. Um, oh, I didn't put that one in there. But anyway, 
next up, there's a rumor that Marvel Studios is looking to use Deathlock, which had me thinking, well, like, wait, they did this in Maidens of S.H.I.E.L.D. like seasons ago. So what are they talking about? They're talking about movie-wise. Mm-hmm. Um, which, uh, you know what? And luckily, this article mentions the fact that it was in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but it's a rumor. You know, there's not really much else to go on outside of that. They're, they're thinking about it, and I'm like, sure, okay, I guess. And ultimately, there have been multiple versions of Deathlock as well, so... Right. You no, know, I know that uh, I believe the star, the the actor who portrayed Deathlock on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was trying to start up a social media campaign to uh, campaign for, you know, for being cast. Um as this Deathlock, um, but anyone that's read any comics involving Deathlock knows there are multiple versions of that character. Mm-hmm. And J. August Richards, who most people know from the Buffy franchise, or from, uh, well, the Buffy franchise being an angel, I should say, you know. Okay. Um, you know, he's likable. Yeah, uh, sure. But and there's and again, this is a rumor they said they want to use him, not necessarily as a as a starring vehicle, right? Uh, or it could be in somebody else's movie. That's right. the speculation. So I don't know. Next up, um, Star Wars Weekly. Oh, nah, nah, I got it. Uh, a long lost star, <laughs> a long lost star joins celebration, and Star Wars gets political. So basically, yeah, I'm gonna you take this one. <laughs> so uh carrie russell who's going to be in episode uh, star wars episode nine apparently is going to be in at star wars celebration she was on uh stephen colbert talking about it uh but she really couldn't say much or did say much outside of the she has a, a cool costume um the other side of that is that hayden christensen uh, yes, Anakin Skywalker, who is going to be at Celebration after a long time away from it. So Anakin comes to Celebration. I'm sure there's going to be some 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 folks happy about there. Um, <laughs> so I was about to say, wait, did you jump? Was Jumper him or is that Chris? Chris Evans? I think. That? Anyway, I, I was going to try to make a Jumper reference or because I know, he, yeah. He and like Chris Evans did other low science fiction type movies. Neither here nor there. Uh, Star Wars is also getting into the audio novel game. Game, uh, by the way, is also a part of this, and there's going to be an audio drama which fe- features uh, Asajj Ventress, who's uh, a a fan favorite character from the Clone Wars and Age of Seventy. You, since you have now gone through the Clone Wars, you know who that is. Yeah. Yes. So. Uh, so that'll be something, and I think it sounds like, looks like it's surrounding uh, Count Dooku's history. And okay. then there's some other stuff that's here. Apparently, there's a Colbert rant that that um, you know that Colbert goes through, and that's Star Wars related. And we don't we don't have to go through it. Uh, next up, next up, She-Ra and the Princesses of Power go to war in the season two trailer. Did you watch the first season? No, I haven't yet. This is the Netflix show, right? This is correct. So yeah, so, it got us a, a second season. Nice. So the first trailer for She-Ra and the Princesses of Power season two is here. The trailer was shown at WonderCon this past weekend hmm. and uh, appeared online and reveals the various princesses of Etheria working together to defeat the evil Hordak. 
Thank I've got you. the theme I'm song so in my head. I am so glad because I was I was right there with you too. Because uh, I was like, <laughs> if he's not going to do it, I was going to do it. <laughs> the evil forces of horror. Yeah, anyway. Um, <laughs> and the video also teases a showdown between Adora and Katra, her former best friend. Right. Because they play that up in the in in this version of it. Um, yep. So cool. And now um, news that sent. Thousands of panties dro- dropping in wet, um, <laughs> which that's probably something I probably shouldn't have said. Regardless, um, John Cho headlines Netflix's Cowboy Bebop because anytime you mention John John Cho, panties hit the floor. Apparently, because <laughs> Twitter was all a lit this afternoon because this news came out today about this news, and yes, there were you know, no shortage of people up and down about it so you know if you don't know cowboy bebop which uh, if i'm not mistaken wait uh eight seven you have not seen i am not up to date well good bebop. that means you can go and check that check it out and, and what it it's a cool it's i it's it's kind of weird at spots but it's cool it's, it, it is a classic anime for for reasons okay um so yes uh john cho not unsurprisingly will be playing spike spiegel who was voiced by one, the one and only Steve Bloom. Um, that is the voice you know. In fact, uh, if you you know him as um, Zeb in Rebels, and I say that for eight, the 70s been fixed since he just finished sure. Rebels, but myriad of other animes and other, uh, other shows he's done. Anyway, and they also have the casting of uh, Jet, who is Mustafa Shakir playing him. Um, Faith Valentine also has her actress in Daniela Pineda. Um, and um, let's see, rounding out the cast is um, Suburbicon's Alec Hassel as Vicious. Um, who, yeah, if you know Cowboy Bebop, you know where that's what that's going to be about. Um, one notable thing that was missing and shout out to Eve Ewing who said the exa- who had the exact same question I did earlier and who's playing Ed I want to know who's playing Ed but that's you know that's an, I think they well obviously Ayn is a dog and it's somebody you don't know this yet but Ayn is a dog so they're pretty sure there's no shortage of corgis they can get um but I'm sure they'll find it out but I want to know who's playing Ed that's it enough enough said moving on Okay. <laughs> when you watch, when you watch, it'll it'll all become clear when you watch the show. It's funny, yeah. And Hayden Christensen was in Jumper. Um, okay, yeah. That's wow. I'm sad that I remember that. Anyway, uh, the Umbrella Academy season two has been announced by Netflix, so it's been officially renewed for a second season. The main cast is set to return from season one, including Ellen Page, Tom Hopper, David Castaneda. Emmy Raver Lampman, Robert Sheehan, Aiden Gallagher, and Justin Min. Casting beyond the members of the Umbrella Academy will be announced at a later date. Pretty cool. Yep. Congrats to Umbrella Academy. Um, HBO developing Niobe as a TV series. I feel like we we've had this article before. I don't know why. But regardless, um, Stranger Comics' Niobe is going to be a live action comic show. That is uh, Imanla, Imanla Stenberg's uh, co-creation along with uh, Sebastian Jones and artist Ashley Woods 
uh, which follows a titular black half-human, half-elf who tries to understand her true heritage ahead of a looming threat from an even older evil force. Uh, we have no timetable as to when this is going to happen, though. Okay. And now we move on to the comic book news. All right. So first up in comic book news. Oh, weird. I scroll, 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 scroll. Spoiler alert. Superman has a new secret identity. Wait. But how and why? Hold up. Did you or did I? You skipped one. Oh, I didn't skip. I just didn't think it. I missed that one. That's okay. I oh, know I didn't. Did I put the wrong link in? Yeah, you put the wrong one. Son of a biscuit. Anyway. All right. Well, we all know Superman's alter ego, Clark Kent. And now uh, in um, episode, in, in issue uh, 1009, a new secret identity was introduced. Um, think, you know what? See, that this is this is why you have good notes, folks. Um, and thanks, G Docs, for being able to, to change that on the fly. Um, so next up, yeah, so yeah, apparently he's gonna get a new secret identity, and glasses probably ain't gonna cut it. Who knows? I'm not reading yet. Uh, next up. Kevin Smith, Jim Lee revealed the secret origin of Batman's bat symbol. So this is from last week's Detective Comics 1000, which you said you read, I believe. I did read it, and I actually eventually picked up the midnight uh, release edition, actually, from uh, my local comic shop. Well, aren't you a midnight marauder? No, um, I didn't go on midnight. I didn't go at midnight. I just picked it up. They happened to have an extra one. It's okay. I was, I was, I was, I was a joke. <laughs> it's, 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 it's well, listen, they, you know, because you know what it is, those midnight, those midnight releases, depending on how popular they are, you know, that this one apparently was pretty popular because mm. uh, I saw some uh, social media pictures. There was plenty of people there at midnight for the release of this book. Well, of course, because eBay's got to be fed. Um, yep. So, yeah. So apparently, yeah, there's a, a story by the, behind the the famous symbol um that we won't go into now but hey if you haven't read it then go for it um oh i don't know why i did that one but apparently there's a story that i picked off of that page that's talking about um <laughs> something that should have been discussed a long time ago uh we're not actually no we're not i'm not doing that one uh we're, we're moving past that what no don't worry about it don't worry about it what about it? Detective, if you've watched the video, you've seen what I'm talking about. It'll be in the clickbait section. Okay. Um, Detective Comics gets new Batman-centric logo. Speaking of logos, uh, this looks like the Batman Brave and the Bold logo for some reason. It does. Uh, so, yeah, the so Batman Detective Comics is going to be basically looks like... If you're watching the video, you see what it looks like, so I don't have to describe it. But it's uh, it's the, the Batman symbol... Um, Actually, wait, it's like kind of like 66 Batman's symbol also, but it just says Batman Detective Comics in the mm. ring. So that's not sure. Yes, hey, 1,000, you got to switch it up or something. Next up. Next up. Uh, Snagglepuss Chronicles wins the 2019 Glad Media Award. So this is uh, um, Mark the Russell comic Brooks. from DC and Hanna-Barbera's uh, crossover. Mm, uh, yeah, sure, something like that. Uh, it's basically, yeah, this is the the it's a miniseries based off of Doctor. Well, there was no actual crossover, but it's basically the 
when they put the uh, Hanna-Barbera characters in the world of DC, made them quote-unquote real, something like that. Okay. But this was... Um, yeah, in the vein of Elmer Fudd? Uh, not quite, but no? yes. Okay. This is basically without the without the mashup between the two characters. This is like oh, okay. him in the world, but in but they they so they they did a lot of remakes of characters, which include those mashups of what if this was the DC version of these Hanna Barbera ca- uh, cartoons? What would they be like in the world of DC? And that's kind of what you got here. Uh, and this was written by um this was I know this was um um wow why am I blanking on this dude's name who we just talked about him not too long ago uh Mark Russell he wrote the book okay uh, I can't remember who the artist was looks like Ben Caldwell might have been do, do, doing the cover or the art for it but anyway regardless congrats to them and there was a bunch of other people in uh the category that he won in including one team correctly uh, T. Franklin, whose book uh, bookload did not win, but was nominated, and a bunch of other books. So moving right along. Um, oh, this is me. Uh, yep. Humphreys and Quinones's uh, Dial H for Hero calls out heroes new and old, and this is based just basically an uh, interview with Sam Humphreys and Joe uh, Joe Quinones, which I thought was like, this is his son, or this just I have never seen this full name out. Like that before. What's that? Jo- Joe Joe Quinones. Uh, I don't know. It doesn't matter. Anyway, so there was an article between them and what their plans are for the the Dollage book, which we talked about last week. Next up, take a dip into DC Inc.'s Mira Tidebreaker original graphic novel written by uh, Danielle uh, Page. Danielle Page, who is uh, a friend of the uh, friend of the show. Exactly. I was about to say is uh, I was going to use a Kevin Bacon reference who is not very many degrees of separation away. So no, we'll I see if we can we'll see if we can um, utilize that and have her on the show soon. She is on tour right now promoting right. this book. Yeah, and matter of fact, yeah, it just came out this week, which you can get. Actually, I want to. I don't think we have a review copy of it, but I may you know, see if we can find a copy and check it out. Uh, right, she was. More. She made a number of appearances at New York uh, bookstores and Midtown Comics um, uh, shops. So uh, wasn't able to get out to those, but uh, I know that uh, believe she's in Ohio today. So definitely doing the tour. Yeah, I saw some th- some tweet from her uh, earlier. And shout out to Matt Wang, who's the friend that we were talking about, who seems to know everybody. And when who's been trying to get us to get her on this, uh, get us on the right. show, and it's more, yeah, and, no, and we don't mean anything. We don't mean any offense. Obviously, yeah. we've been actually just been, you know, tied up with our own things, exactly, and, and trying to get, um, you know, and trying to confirm a, a a guest is tough when there's weeks we're not sure when we're going to be taping because. The movies are hitting fast and furious. Well, not only that, and she, since she's on tour right now doing her thing, right. you know, her availability is, is maybe may 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 not is is kind of in question, being that she's right. doing her thing. So, right. so ultimately, you know, we're going to be working behind the scenes on this. So, more in the future. Yes, indeed. So, hopefully, we can, we can get that done soon. Next up, uh, DC Comics Ultimate Character Guide has a new edition uh, that is actually out. Uh, so this is, 
I, I want to say not necessarily unlike the Marvel uh, handbook, but this at least seems more towards, uh, according to the Is middle grades. Is one of the hardcover books? Yes. Ah. How are they going to cover all the characters? I guess well, just- this is this is. I think this. Is, I don't think this is strictly like the the Marvel Handbook, but um, this is more like an encyclopedia. Oh, okay. From from the looks of it. Um, yeah, DK books. Okay. Yeah. So that is a book that you can get at this moment if you want that. Next up. Alrighty. Wait, the um, Penguin book, Penguin and Random House. They must have. Anyway, that's, that's don't, don't worry about that. Uh, next up, Fine. Roy Thomas looks back at his uh, at at the amazing Spider-Man comic strip uh, coming to an end of a forty-two year run. Right. So uh, he spoke to uh, Siffy Wire, and uh, Roy Thomas talked about um, uh, his almost twenty-year run ghostwriting the Amazing Spider-Man newspaper comic strip. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you should check that out. We talked about the strip in the in the previous last couple of weeks, so you can run back and get a little bit on that. Still haven't found, and I did find that there are collections of uh, of the strips in in book form that you can go out and get. Uh, next up, Captain Marvel: What Makes a Hero is another young, um, I guess it was all ages book that um, introduces young readers in your life to the inimitable. Expectation destroying, glass healing, shattering, world saving female superheroes of the Marvel Cinematic Universe from Captain America, excuse me, Captain Marvel and Shuri to Gamora, Black Widow, Nebula, and more in this beautifully interstellated picture book aimed at young readers. So cool. So, yeah, you got a young reader who's uh, interested in, in these characters they see on the screen? There you go. Mm-hmm. That book is actually out. I'm not seeing it. Yeah, it's out already. Um, by Disney Books. So next up. All right. So Captain the the upcoming issues of Captain America. We just got issue number nine this week. Um, but issues numbers 10, 11, and 12 have each been pushed back a bit. So uh, the next issue, 10, is going to be pushed back uh, two weeks to May 8th, which isn't terrible. It's not but 11... Has been pushed back six weeks to June 19. Again, not terrible. And 12 has been pushed back two weeks to July 13. So we're still getting them monthly. And we're still getting them this year. Um, <laughs> you know that's where I was going. Mm-hmm. That's, that's where I that's exactly where I was going. So yes. that's not that bad. And you know what's funny is that if we were not um, attentive to comic book news in the way we are. No, none of us would be all that surprised by this, or we probably would even like, notice. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We would just be like, "Oh, I guess Cap didn't come out this week. I guess it's coming out next week. Mm-hmm. I guess this is all delay." It's one of those things <laughs> that you just sort of take into account when you're a collector of comic books, right? Um, yeah, like I've been in the comic book shops and have people questioning stuff, and like, and that happens. So it's it's, it's mm-hmm. a thing. Uh, wait, um, what is being cited for the, for the move actually? They don't say. Okay. So yeah, they don't say, but, but, but minor ish delays like this don't mean too much. I, I, I'm going to go out on a limb and say it's probably because of water realm and maybe the artists is doing something on it. I I Mm -hmm. feel like that water realm is kind of conflicting with a lot of books. So maybe not conflicting, but definitely pushing uh, people's schedules around. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. 
So, um, anyway, that is that. It doesn't, doesn't matter. It's still coming out. Uh, History of the Marvel Universe, number one, first look. So, this is the book that we talked about last week that Mark Wade is writing. Apparently, we got a preview of the first issue for thanks to Newsarama. Um, Wait, it was not. I thought we did talk about it. We did talk about this. Regardless. Yeah, so. we, yeah we know that. Uh, I was about to say we know about it. And right. it was just announced that C2E2. Right. But it's nice that there's a preview. So I feel like I want to click on this to see what's Yeah, working. exactly. And that's kind of the reason why I put this in there. Because I was going to check out and see what this is, what this was about. So, and you can oh, that's too. That's a funky cover. That's oh, a yeah. funky cover. Oh, yeah. If you're watching the video, you can see the cover. Wow. That's a lot. There's a lot going on on that one. I'm assuming wow. it's it's almost handbook like, right? If you go into the pages, though, it's kind of reminiscent of Marvel Saga, but mm. without but with much less uh, prose text. Sure, man, I guess Marvel Saga. <laughs> I love that. Man. I feel like I they they will, given that it's the anniversary and then all the other stuff they're bringing back. I feel like they will probably bring that back out at some point. I I used to love Marvel Saga. I mean. You know, you know, not being able to go back and buy old issues of the FF. That's how I caught up on a lot of the stuff that happened in the, mm-hmm. you know, in the early days. Yeah, it was a good resource for that kind of stuff for sure. Um, oh wow, Rama, Rama Tech. Oh man, this is some, this is some history. Yeah, exactly. You can only imagine what the word balloons are actually going to say because this is just preview art. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, that's that. Um, be able to check that out when that comes out at some point in the near future. All right. Uh, next up. All right. So we have a preview of Marvel Action Black Panther number one. Which so this came is out all this ages. Week. Yeah, this is an all ages book that's published by IDW, right? Mm-hmm. So. Well, wait. No, 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 no. But the, 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 I thought, the, 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 is this one? I want to say yes, but it doesn't say. Th- yes, it does. It is. It is. Sorry. Yeah, it's published by IDW, one, right? Yeah, because they are the one doing those Marvel Action books. Exactly, exactly. And so, again, that came out this week, and I meant to to read it, but I didn't get around to it. So, mm-hmm. but you can check it out. Many events. We have too many events to deal with. That there, um, there is that, and those Marvel Action books they've been coming out fairly frequently. So this, mm-hmm. you know, um, there's a lot of them we don't generally get to yeah. talk about at all. Exactly, um, we're not the target demographic too. So, or are we? I mean, it's a oh, no. book, you know. It's always just book, so anybody can get into it. But right. nevertheless, but it obviously kind of sort of geared towards younger readers. But right. still. next up, uh, what's coming to Marvel Unlimited in April 2019? Uh, so a lot of stuff. Subscribers to the digital service, uh, you're going to get uh, larger runs of Doctor Strange, uh, Machine Man, uh, the 2002 Vision limited series, Spidey 2099. Um, and a bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. I was about to say, uh, for some reason, I thought I saw Next Wave on there, and I know that was already on there. I'm not so... Um, yeah. So, as as we've said before, you know, Marvel Olympics is like usually four or so months by the time. So, you know, usually mm-hmm. four months from when the book uh, comes out, you'll it'll be on there then. Uh, anyway... Hasbro reveals Avengers in-game products. Yeah, you know what we were talking about before about not watching trailers? Mm-hmm. I, I I relented and watched that trailer because I knew we weren't going to see too much more um, than what we kind of knew sure. um, was going to happen. I'm just staying away from the toys, to be honest. 
Uh, I mean, well, the Russos would have you believe that the toys are will not give anything away. I think. Uh, well, same as the trailers, right? They say the same things about the trailers. Like, yes, but I have also uh, yeah. on the opinion that that might be a little misdirection on that part. <laughs> well, no, I think that they are at, they're actively constructing footage for the trailers, and we've seen that before. Where well, no, I meant with the toys, though. But no. oh, yeah, exactly. Like they can't do that with the toys. That's the difference. So that's why I'm staying away from looking at any of the toys. Mm. But yeah, but the trailer there is also a certain amount of misdirection with trailers at, at mm. a certain point. Um, as been said by some things that they said that have been hidden in. The, the in-game trailer, but we won't talk about that. Um, next up. Uh, Mortal Kombat! Co-creator wants to make a Marvel versus DC game. Good luck with that. Ed Boon, co-creator of Mortal Kombat, says he's tried to get a Marvel fighting game made, and he can't discuss the details of his talks. Not only that. Yeah. yeah. He let it slip he'd like to make a fighting game that pits DC against Marvel. Good luck with that, dude. Yeah. Now, uh, uh, obviously, people in the know know Ed Boon, Mortal Kombat. You know, he is the dude over Mortal Kombat. Also, Injustice, the five games since we talked about it before, made that. And uh, Mortal Kombat versus DC was was a game that they made, which is actually pretty decent. But I think they made that one before they did Injustice, which is, I think, arguably a better game. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is again. This is saying something he wanted. He want would love to do nothing that's actually happening. I would want this to happen because yes, but yeah, like Agent Seventy says, good luck in that. That probably will never happen. Yeah, because then you're actually going to be able to do the you know who can beat whom. <laughs> um, but then you know you have to argue about who's overpowered, who's underpowered, and why did they put this character in instead of this character? Yeah, that's. Uh, that's just a headache mm. waiting to happen. Although they already have a stock on the DC side that they already have. So, you know, it probably wouldn't take much. To, regardless, it's, it's, you know, it's all up mm. in the air. So, uh, secret history of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers to be revealed in July's Go Go Power Rangers. Okay. Uh, so, Coco Power Rangers joins the Necessary Evil event uh, this July. Which wait, isn't that a DC? Um, that's for Necessary Evil. evil. Uh, wait, actually, there was a Necessary Evil, I think. But anyway, um, no, so, yeah. so that's actually that's actually a new title. But yeah, I think you were right. Forever Evil, I think. Is the Forever Evil was definitely one, but I thought that was a Necessary Evil, or maybe that's the the. Um, video that I anyway I think there is a video called Necessary Evil that is uh, that I may have access to that is just basically talk about some DC stuff anyway doesn't matter uh, the event this J- July uh, Cena Grace is uh, doing Go-Go Power Rangers apparently uh, he of Iceman fame and uh, I guess that is the event for this week for this year because uh, uh, that power Battle of the Grid one kind of was a thing and that happened and it went places so we'll see how this one handles all right next up next up go where no girl has gone before in star pig i thought it looks like a tardigrade on the, on the cover but we don't go to that so yeah apparently star pig is the story of a lost girl in the giant space tardigrade there you go just trying to get home no, Star Creek is an actual love song to nostalgia and growing up. 
Uh, and this is being written by Delilah S. Dawson, who is a, um, I believe, a best-selling author, and she also writes some uh, comics on the, some. She has written some comics on the side. Uh, some notable ones, actually, I think. Anyway, um, more issues of Images Comics Die sell out again. So apparently, issues two and three are on their third and fourth, or they're on their fourth and third uh, printings. So I guess, and it sounds like fourth and fifth are looking to uh, do similar. So that must be good for Kieran Gearley and, and uh, Stephanie Hans. I guess. Okay, I you know I, you know I I keep seeing that in our um, batch of review copies and and I've heard good things about it. I, I read I, the first issue. Yeah, I read that first issue and I was like, okay, this is, this is interesting, yeah. but I didn't, but I never followed reading. it up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I'm sure there. Congrats to to, to that them folks. Mm-hmm. Um, Next up. Yep. Get it all in Valiant, the complete digital comic book collection. So this is actually something that's near and dear to my heart because Gitcorp, you remember these? Corp, yes, that's a name. That? I said, yep, that's a name. Some folks will remember. Yeah, they're going to release Valiant, the complete digital comic book collection, a library of comics contained on a USB flash drive. So Valiant is excited to announce Valiant, the complete digital collection. Uh, the massive library of comics features almost six hundred digital comics. For just $60, GitCorp is known for their must-have digital collections. Um, I I bought a whole bunch of those GitCorp DVDs. I think I have a couple of them. I know I have, like, um... I got X-Men almost all run. of them. The one that I didn't get, the one that I didn't get, I think, was Ghost Rider. Mm. Yeah. So I so, got Avengers, Spidey, FF, and Silver Surfer. That was combined. I think um, I may have Spidey. I think I have Spidey, but I know I have like um is it Uncanny X for X-Men or one of those X-Men runs that did. Yeah, there's an X-Men one. I'm looking at it right now. There's an X-Men one, a Hulk one. And I want to say that was the Wheaton one. What's that? I think that was the Wheaton run and a bunch of other stuff. Well, they might have you know what it is? Gitcorp also put out like smaller editions. Right. Like they did a, a Civil War one, I think. Probably. I was like independent of the the massive ones, but I didn't. I wasn't interested in getting something so new. I wanted to get the entire library. Yeah, and that was some great, great stuff to get. That's on. It's unbelievable having access to that right. in PDF format. So basically, if you did not know, so GitCorp, yeah, basically their their claim to fame is they they put a bunch of comics on a DVD or USB stick, according to this, this thing. Uh, um, all together, so just like whole runs of stuff in, in with a certain theme or or book. Um, yeah, and I mean it's a pretty decent value if you you lay your hands on some, or some would say it's a it's a good value for whole runs of stuff in PDF form. Mm-hmm. You know, which yeah, this is, is just, they they were the precursors to the digital wave that's uh, going on now. Which, which is kind of funny that they're still doing this, given the fact that the you know that a lot of the, this digital not enough. But hey, I'm not gonna knock it. I mean, for the completists, that's the thing. Mm. You know, if there's one thing that we've um, all critiqued, you know, one criticism that we've all had about these digital platforms is that it doesn't have everything that you want to see. Right. And 
the way to get everything is to buy it all at once and to have it, you know, locally on your computer. True. And, you know, there have been, there, there have been times when, you know, just in the, just for the, for, for the, the sake of research, I've pulled up, you know, I've, I've, I've downloaded those PDFs into multiple, uh, you know, digital spaces so that I could have access to them. And, uh, you know, on, on, on my home network and, you know, without having to pop the DVD in mm-hmm. and, you know, it's big, it's an invaluable tool. I yeah, love I was about it. To say, it I is quite, e- it is quite easy to do that. And, and those, uh, PDFs are from that mistake. I'm not saying anything else about this, but the fact that I think those are PD- um, DRM free. So you could just rip those jokers exactly. off from on exactly. the internet. If you were a scumbag to do, I'm just kidding. Um, if you are. Listen. Yeah, exactly. That stuff is out there. That stuff is out there. I mean, I've been tempted to uh, to get the Ghost Rider version just because I don't have it, you right. know, in, in, in that regard. Because, uh, you know, I think that DVD is the only one that you can see for sale at like a regular price. Mm-hmm. Believe it or not, I think the other ones are like real collector's items now. Right. So, you know, I've seen I've seen them for sale at vastly inflated prices. Um <laughs> both online and at cons yeah so that is the thing like, i was one i want to say a viewer for a certain vintage if you would know this yeah a these bit are more. put out in like oh three oh four oh five amazing yep how old these are and the fact that they're still doing is, is kind of amazing especially in this uh climate sure so congrats to them jokers and i you know and i guess being that it's valiant that kind of fits i would almost if I was that vested in Valiant, because I think we've even said on the show that we would want to tr- try to get into some Valiant stuff, but mm-hmm. you know, I'm not sure if that's pen- penetrable at this point, especially with. Oh, I mean, yeah, I was about to say, like, if you really want to get in on, you know, like previous runs of like, if you're a Valiant fan, this is probably something that you would want if you don't already yeah, have stuff. Like if, yeah, if, if you want to catch up on, you know, maybe some of the older stuff, like uh, like the EXO stuff that was coming out in the 90s, mm-hmm. you didn't buy it all, and you want to catch up on it now, hey, this is the time to do it. Because this is the entirety of it. This is not just one title. Like, right. Like, 591 digital comics on a USB flash drive featuring every issue that has been digitally released uh, by Valiant between May 2012 to December 2018. Oh, this is the newer stuff. Yeah. So it's not even the old school stuff. Well, it depends on what you're, what, how vested you are. This. Yeah. So my hope was that it was the older stuff. No, I don't know what it says here. Now, maybe they've already done one for that. And we just didn't, because obviously hey. this is the you know, first time we've, the Mad Magazine one, I've, I think I've seen, but I, I didn't get it. I actually, yeah, that would probably the one I would one, want. I've seen, uh, uh, and like I said, definitely the X. I'm surprised I didn't get the Avengers one. That would be the no, one. No, I saw the Star Trek one too. I didn't see the Star Trek one. I, my, that was one. Yeah, that was Star Trek comics. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, that, was, that, that was not up my alley. So I was like, all that right. One, yeah, see, that one would be up my alley. Um, right. Oh, this is interesting. So here's the the look at the flash drive. It's got uh, lightning on one end and USB on the other. Okay. So that's sure. That way you can either put it on. Uh, regular yeah, computer device. or Apple. Yeah. Well, that's anyway, a way to get into an iPad. Right. That's an interesting. That's a that, that that's a pretty uh, smart move on their part. So you don't have to sync it. Yeah, just straight up upload it. Which you know, yep. onto the thing. Yep. 
There you go. Anyway, enough about that. We've talked about that long. Yeah, well, only probably... because that's a pretty. You know, I think we we're all we were both taken aback by this. I was mm-hmm. like, "Whoa!" Yeah, the is... fact that they're still doing this. Yeah, yeah. So I may actually have to hunt one or two of those down. Anyway, <laughs> um, last but not least, um, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, it Monopoly and it Clue are available now. And when I've read this, I thought it was, I thought it said it Monopoly and Clue, as in there's a Clue version of Monopoly. I'm like, wait, you made a board game of a board game? That, <laughs> what is going on here? But no, these are it versions of both Clue and Monopoly separately. So, you know, there's a it Monopoly, which who knows what the pieces would be, much less the squares. Right. Um, and of course, Clue, which I guess would probably be a better fit i don't i don't know the the classic mystery game based off of a movie stephen king's it sure i guess that's the thing so you got me you got 40 bucks and you got the inclination you probably already know about this and got it but you can go pre-order them and they will both ship in well excuse me the monopoly game is shipping in may and the clue game is shipping in april and apparently this is based off the the 2017 it movie not the original yeah, I was about to say it's unlikely that it would be based off of the OG. So sure, because they would have had something like that well before that. There was plenty of Monopoly games. Regardless, that is the end of the news, and therefore the end of the show. But first, our last ad read of the night. Yes, for Blue Aprons meal delivery service. Fresh ingredients and incredible recipes delivered weekly to your door. Skip the grocery store and make incredible meals at home with Blue Apron. Always shipped free right to your home. And now the listeners of the Comic Book Chronicles can get $30 off your first Blue Apron order. To place your first order with $30 off and to help keep our show free for you, go to our network website at cspn.us. That's cspn.us. Then click on the Keep Our Podcasts free link at the top of the page. From there, scroll down to the Blue Apron link and sign up for your first order. Blue Apron through cspn.us do it today oops oh shit shoot uh oh uh, I am trying to get off this stupid thing there we go and we have come I just felt like pressing that one thank you Godzilla that's that's you know, holding court um speaking of what that movie's coming out soon it, yes yeah I don't know if I'm going to watch it. Looks trailer looks good though. Um, but that is another topic for another time. We are going to end this here show tonight. Yeah, I was about to say Godzilla may be one where I might dip out on the show and be like, "All right, somebody, you know, we didn't have to reschedule that one." Well, I guess there. You know, we'll see. We'll, well see. I may not be so keen on opening night, but depending on how I'm feeling. Sure. Well, stay tuned for that one, folks, and stay yep. tuned for the next episode of this here Combo Chronicles. Um, next week, uh, same time, same bat time, same bat channel, hopefully closer to nine ish. Yes. <laughs> like we tend to try to do where we record live on Thursday nights. Um, and yeah, so, oh, hold on a second. Uh, right again, Tim, uh, Twitter, what is going on tonight? What is going on? Twitter, uh, Instagram. 
News Nerds Need on Twitter. You can check me out at all those places. Uh, Reddit, News Nerds Need. You can check me out there. And also CB Caps uh, Instagram. Agent underscore 70 on Twitter and Instagram. PCN underscore Dirt on Twitter. And Pop Culture Network on Twitter. Pop, oh, excuse me, Pop Culture Net on Twitter. Uh, PopCultureNetwork.com, however, it will take you to all that site and all of his other umbrella sites. And those Cyrus is ish. Uh, Tim, D O G G 98 on Twitter. CB Cron on Twitter, the click nation that, uh, that's the K L I Q N A T I O N, uh, and the click nation.com. And also comic book resources where he's writing his face off over there. Go give him some clicks and read his stuff. And you can give us some clicks by subscribing to this here podcast on Google play and Apple iTunes, AKA Apple podcasts and Spotify. And give us some five star reviews, or you know, four stars, and call us fantastic because you know, fantastic four. You know, ha 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 ha. Anyway, uh, and of course, also the uh, SoundCloud page of One Coastal the Podcast Network, which you can also find this here podcast on, along with other fine podcasts at CSPN.us. And uh, that is it, folks. We're closing this out out with uh, our usual jobbiness, if I can pull it up. Because, you know, slow on the draw because it's late. Uh, yep. This is The Comic Chronicles, folks. Thank you for coming out. Peace. Peace. One. Peace.